Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other just as fair, and having perhaps a better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that passing there, had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trod in black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way. I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost, 1916. What's up, storytellers? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast. Hope you guys liked that intro. That is something new that I will be doing, testing the waters to see if you guys want some content like that. That is a poem by Robert Frost that really inspires me, and I hope it it touched you. And uh, it is something that I think all of us as artists can aspire to, um, listening to different mediums of art to inspire our own. And Robert Frost is a great inspiration for me. So hope you guys like this episode. It's a great one. It's about two and a half hours. Scott Blind, Nick Alicia, and myself, we all chat toy photography, the hobby, a lot of different topics. Enjoy this episode, guys, and we'll see you at the next one. Thanks for listening. Let's record and see. All right, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Toy Photo Cast. This is the roundtable episode with my good buddies, Scott Blind and Nick Alicia. Guys, thank you so much for jumping on here and joining this podcast. I appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Hey, well, uh, what to do? Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I know all of us are uh, excited for the new year, excited to get some get some things going on and kind of hopefully hopefully 2021 is going to be a lot better than 2020 absolutely um i'm i'm looking at it as a new year new slate man and i'm i'm using 2020 as a reference point um taking the the good with the bad and just you know really excited to see how 2021 uh, develops for me personally um, i'm always staying optimistic and you know for me putting god first helps me always see the greater things so i'm just looking forward to miracles and blessings and new experiences new people and uh friendships especially with you guys that's awesome man yeah certainly uh, well i certainly hope that you know 2021 um from a personal standpoint um 
especially like with my family is is much better. I, my wife, uh, my wife is a teacher and, uh, you know, she goes in, you know, pretty much every day I worry about her and I worry about like, you know, the situation we're in. So hopefully, uh, you know, this, you know, the way the world is right now, things kind of, um, you know, improve and we can all kind of get back to not having to worry every time we, you know, you know leave the house for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. For sure. So yeah, guys, uh, I think, I think my first conversation or sort of topic that I would like to discuss with you guys, and I know both of you enjoyed this show as much as I did, maybe more, I don't know. Um, let's talk about the Mandalorian. Um, I know for me, uh, I have not been this excited about a star Wars, uh, a Star Wars show or movie since I want to say the since the Force Awakens. Like I haven't had that hype um, and that excitement since they first showed the trailer for Force Awakens back in like 2015 or something like that. And I've been a, I've I've been a Star Wars fan my I feel like my whole life, but there's something about the Mandalorian and what what the team at Lucasfilm is doing, uh, especially re, you know relating to toy photography that is just it's just kind of captured us and uh wanted to see what you guys thought about the second season. Wanted to see what you guys thought about it and uh discuss it a little bit. I'm I'm gonna let Scott go first on this one. I mean he's <laughs> he's the Star Wars toy photographer that I came to know, so and I'm sure he's seeing some things in the show that just resonate really well with him and uh, you know, I'll let the seniority go first on that one. The way I hear that is that what you're saying is that uh, you're going to let the old guy go first. Um, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Wisdom first, man. Wisdom first. <laughs> well, I will say I'm kind of like with you, Dakota. Um, this, well, this show in, in general, but this season especially, um, and I, I'm assuming we're safe here now. Like, oh yeah, spoilers. we can talk spoilers. It, yeah, it's over I mean, now. We're good. I hope so. <laughs> um, just. Well, I mean, if you don't know by now, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, just this season, I mean, it, they brought back Boba. Um, Ahsoka was that episode alone, just the cinematography, the color grading, you know, just yeah. the way Ro Rosario Dawson, you know, played Ahsoka. Um, that episode was incredible. Um, and then just, of course, the finale. I mean, I, I haven't seen, you know, like when we saw like Red Dog, he put that video on Instagram where he was crying. He was literally crying after watching that episode. And I, and I mean, this isn't to make fun of him, like to make light of it. I mean, this was like kind of a similar like situation. I mean, I was so overcome with like emotion, mm. like when like when that X-Wing came in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I flipped out. I mean, I <laughs> I yelled and like my, my wife was in the kitchen and the kids are, my, my kids are like, dad, are you okay? And I'm like, I cannot believe, cause I, I just, you know, I heard there were rumors, but I wasn't yeah. really believing it. Cause you know, it's like, whatever, we're going to give you a rumor and then kind of go in another direction. I, I was so excited and like, it really did. It just made me love star Wars again. And it's like, one, it's like one, you're bringing back Luke. I and mean, like, you know, Luke is awesome. As a kid, you know, I always wanted to be Luke Skywalker. That was, he was awesome. But it was just, I don't know. It's like, 
I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what they're going to do with Grogu. Um, I, I have no idea like where they're going to take this in like season three. I, it, I am, I am concerned, but like, just because like now that he's with Luke, you know, cause he was a nice, it was nice to see him play off, um, you know, uh, the Mandalorian character just, you know, to soften, you know, give him like, like the soften the edges, you know, to, in that story, just like the growth with him, like, you know, it, that was, that was incredible. And I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of blabbing. Um, I'm just kind of going off, you know, um, let, let it go. Yeah. But I mean, it just blew me away. And like that, that whole season, like this show, this show in general, I mean, there's a reason why it's become like a cultural phenomenon. Um, they're just doing things right. And I know like a lot of it is fan service. They did, you know, they're going to Tatooine, they're going to all these different places where, you know, like where you're familiar in the star Wars universe, but it it's working, you know, it's just working. And it's like kind of like a nod here and there. It's like, Hey, you remember this from this episode. Um, even like Bo Katan. I mean, it's like they're bringing in like all these different, like shows, you know, like Rebels and then Clone Wars and just tying it all together. And it's just like, it kind of pays you back for being a fan instead of making you feel dumb. You know, I don't feel bad about being a fan for like so many years or watching all these different shows where, and then someone comes along and just like undermines that entire thing. It's like, no, it's like, it's like you get rewarded for actually caring. And mm-hmm. I mean, so that's, that's sort of my take on the season. Wow. That was good. What about you, Nick? I agree. I mean, totally. It was. So I remember I was behind, um, you know, I would be, be in a couple of chat threads uh, in the toy community on, on Instagram and, and hearing some, well, not hearing, reading some things from what Scott would say and a few others. And I had not even seen it yet. I was actually uh, in Seattle uh, for training, uh, uh, somebody and one of our, uh, uh, for work. And they were talking about it at work. I'm like, man, this is killing me. Everybody's seen this. I'm not, I don't even have a Disney plus account yet, you know, and, but I'm, I'm seeing some footage leak, some photos and I was already hooked. I'm like, man, this looks iconic already, you know? And I was like, all right, I gotta, I'm going to wait till I know I can just binge through the whole thing. And, and we finally signed up and, we were hooked immediately, like the very first episode. And I mean, that, that beginning scene in that, in that little bar when he pulls that dude through the door and basically cuts the dude in half. I remember my son and I looked at each other and like, this got real fast. And uh, my wife was just like that, oh my goodness face. And I was like, yup, this is it. You know, let's see where it goes from here. And I just loved so much that from that moment, it only escalated. And this is one of those rare shows or, or cinematic moments that I've seen, because I'm a big cinephile, watch so much stuff, and, and seeing The Mandalorian since the beginning, it's one of the rare few instances where it only gets better with each episode and gets mm. so much more of a deep dive every single time. And the beautiful thing is is that you've got Star Wars fans directing and producing this show. 
And so you're, you know it by the cinematography, the attention to details, the references to things that we knew from when we were kids, all that stuff. And they bring it to life just makes it breathtaking all the same. But like, it's just really cool to see how each episode just gets better. And season two did that. And it's again, when you think that it couldn't get better, it always did. And season two just started with a huge bang. And the thing about season two was, again, as I stated before, it's one of those rare instances where you see in anything where the movie or show that each sequel gets better. Well, every episode literally got better. And it was crazy how they managed to do that. And so I was shocked with each episode. And, and I mean, seeing getting a chance to see a great dragon, I freaking... Like I didn't even know how to how to maintain myself. That whole episode was just and my so my son, you know, I, I brought him up on Godzilla and then Pacific Rim with Kaiju. So you know anything with big monsters and oh, another thing he I got him into Tremors, the B sci-fi B movie <laughs> Tremors movies, and yes. so he connected right away with the Kray Dragon and he was just like lost his mind seeing this giant thing that looked like a tremor but like a kaiju like a dragon he know what to do with himself he just loved the whole episode and uh especially the bubble fett armor thing and 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 the marshall like uh like I, I feel like i'm watching episodes right now like I'm, I'm i'm fanning out right now like i'm like oh man there was this there was that and again this is the the beautiful thing about the mandalorian i think we all kind of fanboy fangirl fan kid out with it because we're like there's just so much to take in but it's not jammed and crammed into a small time frame where you're just forced to swallow it it's done cohesively and that's what makes the, the show so amazing and i loved it all the way to the end and i have to agree with scott i i i want to say the ahsoka episode was my favorite though for me personally out of the whole season only because like it felt so much like i was watching this very uh samurai martial arts movie themed uh, mm. uh, episode and I loved it because that spoke to me I grew up on kung fu and I grew up watching samurai movies and I mean that it was just really cool how how they really handled that but the lighting was so so uh beautiful you know oh, and, and I, that's the one man that's the one like just watching that episode like that greenish sort of yes. tone that they put on and it Zay nailed it in his shot. I I, I don't I, I kind of worked on one and like it just wasn't like happening. But man, I mean, just that color. I was just in there going, "This is." I mean, it was like these muted tones. I I don't yeah. even want I don't want to go too too deep into this, but I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is just so beautiful," um, and menacing all at one time. I mean, it was just so well done. Um, but you know, it's funny that you bring up the Marshall. Like that seems like it happened so long ago, you know that that yeah. episode. I was so excited. Like I remember like, uh, seeing Timothy Oliphant in there and just going, "Oh my gosh, it's so nice to see yeah like Timothy Oliphant back." Because um, I mean, I haven't seen him since like Justified. You know, I, right. I just haven't seen him in anything, and I love that show. And I'm like, man, this all right, this is cool. I hope they. I don't know. Are they giving him like any like any more? Um, appearances in any I of these so. like new, new I shows know, i hope so i have not heard anything um i i would love to see more timothy oliphant i i can't think that they wouldn't use him again he, i mean he's got to make an appearance probably in season three at some point but that'd be awesome he's probably a high profile uh 
you know, actor that probably gets a, a nice big paycheck. So they'll probably put him in an episode and keep him there. But, um, but did, did you want to finish anything else, Scott? Oh, no, no. I'm just, like I said, like I'm geeking out and rambling when I start nah, talking man, about this. It's I mean, all I really agree. I'm a big color guy. So when you mentioned the tones, I was like, that's what sold me on that episode of Soka. The, oh man, I, it, it was so much of what I like. And well, that was the one thing I, I loved about that show. It's just when you were talking about it was directed, you know, by Star Wars fans. It's like every episode felt different. You know, every episode felt like it's a self. I mean, there was a continuation of the story, but like every time, like the editing style was a little bit different. You know, right. the colors were different. Right. Everything just felt new. You know, and it. Yeah. But so familiar. It was like familiar, but new at the same time. It was it, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm rambling and, and being no, I mean, what here, you're, you're, I really what enjoyed it. Yeah. What you're expressing is what, what's so great when you have different artists that are working on a project, you know, I'm, I think we've all been in school when we either felt like we were the only one creative in the group and did all the work. That's not the case here. You got everybody literally putting in all this, the same effort in their own unique way. And so each project, even though it still manages to transition well between each episode, you can tell it's their own style, but that, you know, people had a, a input, right? Because it's a group project, but the way it came out at the end of it all was a unique vision. And you can tell with each episode, um, there was something about the Ahsoka episode. I, I was like, and it's really, it's really no disrespect to any other episode, but for me personally, it really felt like, okay, now it's getting real. Now it's serious. Straight from the beginning, I mean, zipping in and out of the fog, lightsabers in the gong, like like a spirit. Like it was, it, I feel like it was like an anime, like Ninja Scroll mixed with like John Wick and uh, like all these like Jackie Chan and Jet Li movies I watched when I was younger or even newer stuff with Danny, uh, uh, Donnie Yen. Like I felt like, Somehow all that was just thrown together, but then, then, then all the, the the crazy lighting and atmosphere, like it was, it was, it was so amazing. Like it was just a badass episode. Is the best way I could put it. Like I loved everything about it, and then it was so hard not to to fall in love with it, especially all the way towards the end in that showdown. I was just like, man, and and in the way, you know, uh, Ahsoka and, and the Mando kind of teamed up. And, and only the distraction so she can go uh, face off. It was just a great, uh, it was a great moment for me because out of all the episodes, it just spoke to me personally because I love action stuff and I love martial arts stuff. And I mean, I got my son in Taekwondo. So like for me, I was just, I ate up that whole episode. But even though those cool subtle moments that made it real Ahsoka, you know, relatable to her character, I just love the overall cohesion in the, in the episode and, and, and how it was just full of those dramatic scenes, man. And the sequences and, oh, when she was on the roof and jumping off the roofs, like, again, I feel like I was watching anime. Like it was just so good. I loved so much about it. I could probably ramble for days just on that episode. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think for me, like thinking about like the, uh, initial viewing of season one, um, I actually like I'm one of those guys that the second like anything Star Wars like uh, live action is available. I'm like first in line. So like 
I think I had pre-ordered Disney Plus and like made sure I had it access so I could like the second The Mandalorian was out, I could watch it. And um, yeah. I, I'm I'm that guy that like turns off all social media for like days in advance because I know spoilers are going to get out. And so like nobody <laughs> can contact me and I just make sure I watch it like spoiler free and make sure I watch it like and just be able to watch it like multiple times so I can just soak it in. Because like Star Wars for me is like, if I had a list of like top IPs, like Star Wars probably tops everything for me. Um, so I always want to, I always want to view it in the most pure form and not have any other opinions because watching reviews or reading uh, anything can kind of alter your judgment. Uh, I feel if you don't, you know, watch it just fresh, but thinking back on season one, like it was this, it was this like joy ride. Like it was this like almost like, it just sent, it seems so good to be true and like it too good to be true is what I meant to say is like, it seemed like I was like, this is like exactly everything we want from star Wars. And yeah. there were no lightsabers there. There was nothing with the force really related. Like, I mean, yeah, Grogu had some moments where he used the force, which was awesome. But, and now in season two, where we're getting more into the force and more into the Jedi. And, uh, like, I think, I think, uh, for me, it was, like it's really been long, long processing for me. Cause like I process things really slowly. So like, I like, like sit and think about things and really like kind of weigh it out. And like, how did that really affect me? How did I like that? Did I just like it because it's new or did I really like it? Right. And so I think for me, like the Mandalorian is, I know this is like premature, but I feel like it's the best star Wars we've gotten. Like, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, we always experienced the Jedi missions or what's going on with the public or what the Sith were going on. We're actually now living the environment, the worlds, the world building too, at the same time, but we're experiencing yeah. those worlds that they were traveling through. Yeah. And, and the format, like being able to, like you said, being able to experience it in episodes. And I feel like this is the way star Wars is meant to be experienced like, because having a theatrical experience is awesome but it's only so much. It's like you only right. get a two hour, two and a half hour movie and you want more like, you know, oftentimes right. and you want to see more about the characters and having that, that format where you can and just build character development and build worlds and build uh, relationships between characters. And you can build everything that you want to see that you often have to go to the comics or you have to go to, uh, books or whatever, you know, the extra stuff to be able to get out all that stuff that you're really wanting to see in live action. Now we're able to see it. Yeah. And so for me, it's just, I I've, I've just, I'm a Mando diehard. I've got every, every collectible, every, everything <laughs> Grogu I can get my hands on. I'm, I'm a, it's a little crazy. I think I um, regret not ordering that, that hot toys Grogu, but, uh, uh, dude he's still available hop on that oh he is I, you know yes, sideshow bro dude that's a conversation all the time i'm not very well educated in sideshow i'm so <laughs> that. um that's probably I, not a bad thing nick that uh <laughs> that helps the wallet buddy yeah i don't yeah I'm, i don't want to lead you down a dark road but so my my introduction to that was i've always knew about it because starting collecting we all you know i want a hot toy one day kind of enters your mind and You'll go to like comic book conventions or comic book shops or toy collectible stores and you'll see them in showcases or boxes. And 
that was as far as I went. And uh, man, time's flying. I think it was last year for my birthday. Oh no, this would be two years ago. Man, it's 2021 now. So two years ago for my birthday, my wife surprised me and got me the uh, uh, Star Boost Iron Man Hot Toys uh, figure, which uh, I'm ashamed to say I've only shot it like a handful of times to the point where it's been sitting so long. I got to get new batteries for it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it lights up, you know, the suit, the eyes, it's, it's, it's so dope. And uh, I it was like, okay, I think I'm okay. You know, I got my first hot toy. This would be all right. Well, continue collecting, never cracked it back out of the box, take more shots, then seeing new stuff out. I remember about a year ago this time, once I saw them release the, uh, the images and, and uh, pre-order for the Arkham, it was a, the uh, Batman Beyond mm-hmm. that, that they had coming out. I was like, I have to get this. And I know it's, it's up there, but man, I mean, I missed out on the Mesco, never got that. And I can't really convince myself to buy any other figure I see it as a Batman Beyond. I'm going to go with that. And it's hot toys. Why not? But I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm fine. Man, it's been tough because since I ordered that one, the Mandalorian Hot Toys came out. And that thing is so good. And yeah, I that one looks that, good. Oh, man, there's so many people that are uh, nailing shots with that thing. And it, it looks so real. It's like they just shrunk them and, and you got them, you know, in your, in, your, in your house. Like, same thing with the John Wick ones. Nuts. Yeah. It, I would say... Um, that is my i got that actually like two or about a week or two ago the hot toys the first um uh, version one of of mando that's my that's my figure of the year it's gorgeous that that is the best figure i've ever had like and i've had a lot of figures like now as far as like range of articulation um it's kind of limited and there's some mods you can do to kind of get the fat suit out and make it a little bit more dynamic Okay. Um, but as far as aesthetic, like just like looking at, I mean, it is like it, if you just pose it like in a scene where like there's actually like, you know, scale environment, it looks exactly like the like the show. Like it, it does it look is. good, man. It looks so good. I've been tempted more than once <laughs> to just, you know, hit the, you know, add to cart, you know, button. I'm actually surprised I, you don't already have it, Scott. Well, man, I. Like, I think it was Austin, Visual Force. He took a shot with it. And, like, I mean, like, he was like, hey, man, it's still available. Go get it. <laughs> I mean, I was out there on that site about ready to buy this thing. I was like, you know, you need to calm down. Stop. <laughs> I would, okay. I would say this. I'm going to be that guy right now. I would say whatever figure you feel like, like, or two or three figures that you feel like you don't really need, sell those right now and go buy that Hot Toys Man. You will it. <laughs> You will regret it for a long time because whenever that thing sells out, that thing, they're never going to make another one of those. So they're, they're not going to go back to V1 again. They're not going to re-release it. I know for sure because the amount that they're making, once that thing sells out that you're, you're out of luck, you're going to be paying four or $500 for it. I felt really good about myself. Um, and, and then now here we are, you know, having this <laughs> like, you know, what? I'm not buying anything. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. And then like, you know, this podcast happened and like, I'm glad my wallet isn't anywhere near me. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, you're not a good friend. You're not a good friend. I'm not, I really not, <laughs> but I'm telling you that figure, like I've got the best car one coming uh, pretty soon too. 
But that figure, man, there's something about that version one that's just so iconic. Like seeing him in that first in, first episode when he goes and sees Grogu and like the 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 contrast of the colors on the armor and yeah. the, just the um, the grittiness of it. Right. Like, that yep. is that is my favorite look of Mando. I love yeah. the best car, and I it grew it grew on me a lot in the second season, but. Like, you know, I have the SCR uh, Customs one as well, which is awesome. And it, it's 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 great. It's a 112 scale custom, you know, Mezco style Mandalorian, that, which I had to have as well. But it, I mean, doesn't hold a candle to the Hot Toys, dude. I'm sorry. I mean, Steve does an amazing job, but like this thing is just like... Well, like balls it, to the wall. Incredible. Yeah, it gives into that, that gritty... Uh... Uh, gunslinger look from the West, man. I mean, it has that. I totally get it. Like, that's why I agree. I mean, as much as I like the best car hot toys version, I think the first release one does give off the aesthetics of the show. I mean, what really made it iconic, but I don't know. I definitely like the V one better than the all best car. I, although I will say the SH SHF best car Mando is one of my favorite figures just from, so you know, i always got so much for that because um scott how many times did i tell you to cancel that order for me or just forget it how many times at least three or four and i i think that's really kind of lowballing that number i had to do at least I, i'm gonna go off on a limb and say several times because i had so many things go off on a limb. i'm pretty sure it was like 50 but I, I, <laughs> i'll say three or four three or four just you know for the sake of a you know being a polite conversation you, you know what it was i was taking scott's you know uh input on the range of motion and articulation and I was oh, like, well i will say that v1 the like i'm i still have yet to take a picture with that i'm so mad <laughs> So you, mad about that. You can find a way. There's something I'm sure you have up your sleeve. They'll, they'll, they'll be. I mean, now that we're having this discussion, I'm sure you'll get inspired to go do a V1 I'll, for that. I'll have to, man. I've got to take a picture with it just because it's sitting there. And I get, I think it's just because every time I see it, I just get really angry <laughs> about like my initial reaction when I opened that box and was you like, put it oh, in the corner. <laughs> it's shaming itself. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I'm just so mad. I mean, I'm okay. I'm, I'll, this is the last thing I'll say about the Hot Toys Mando, the version one. Is I am I love it so much that I'm tempted to get a second one. Stop. That's all, that's all I gotta say. Literally, I'm literally been thinking about getting a second one. This guy. What are you gonna do with two? Right. I don't know. Like on either that's side of the room. Like that's how much I like it. That or he's gonna customize one for a better range of motion, so we could do straight up like super dynamic poses. Yep, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. Because I'm afraid, I'm afraid to start customizing this one because it's my only one, and I feel like if I had two, I would be less inclined to be scared to pull the suit out and cut this, cut the fat suit out. And no, I get it. That that makes perfect sense. I mean, especially if you factor in, I mean, over a span of six months, what you could have spent on Mesco and a bunch of other release stuff, you know, especially Black Series. You know, it's hard for people not to buy one when they re-release an older version you always wanted. I mean, you add all that up, that's basically a hot toy, you know. So you can oh, yeah, easily, easily go ahead and... Yeah, like two two waves of Marvel Legends is a hot toy. Oh, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I struggle with Marvel Legends, but that's, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it's tough because... Um, 
you want that instant gratification. But I like I pre-ordered uh, the version one. I want it wasn't like a day one pre-order, but it was within like the first couple of days when yeah. I I saw it go up, and I was like, okay, this is this is it. Like this is because I had had okay, this is this is sad, really sad. I had had the Luke Skywalker, um, oh. Return of the Jedi, oh. hot toys. Um, and that was my first hot toy. I bought that a couple years ago and I loved it. It's an amazing figure. Back then I wasn't really budget. It wasn't really budget friendly to be able to start getting into hot toys. And I was still kind of going through some stuff. So I had to, I had to sell it and regrettably so, but oh, man. getting back into hot toys now, like now I've got, I've got the, the V1 Mando and I got for Christmas from my sister-in-law. She bought me the uh flame trooper from and that thing's sick too dude, um, uh, well that picture yeah. you took looked really nice yeah that dude. Was, well, Thank you, dude. i was like wait you got one and then i saw the shot i was like nice it it's really dope too i mean i i definitely haven't shown that as much love as i have mando but it's a it's an incredible figure too um i wouldn't sleep on that one either but i don't want to I don't want to break everybody's wallets. I, I think I think one for sure. I'll pull trigger on. I mean, I'll keep thinking about that V one. I mean, you made some solid points there, but if they do a dark trooper, that's definitely probably going to be an instant for me. Oh, they have to. They have to make one. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about. All right, let's talk about my pre order list right now because it's kind of sad. <laughs> well, not sad. It's kind of scary. Go for it. Go for it. All right. So my my pre order list right now for the hot toys is i've got the the brown eyes trooper on pre-order what's the the transport trooper yeah. oh man that one looks so good yeah it, it does, does. Oh, it does. He, <laughs> looks incredible it does it, i've got him on pre-order i i was a day one pre-order like because i love that show i mean that episode that episode was amazing probably in my top top three episodes of the whole uh season one and two that's that episode was incredible um Got that one on pre-order. Also got Best Carmando coming in. I'm fixing to lock in two more pre-orders for Moff Gideon, and um, I can't decide if I want to get either the IG-11 or the Heavy Mando. I can't decide. I'm really on the fence. But but um, yeah, that's a lot of money. Just talking about those like four feet or three or four figures right there you did mention heavy mando that i got a soft spot for that that's that design is so so sick well, thank is. god for the installment plan right i mean <laughs> fifty dollars at a time doesn't seem so bad yeah, we don't, we don't know what hustle he's got he might make it work <laughs> oh my gosh i don't even want to talk about my uh my pre-order list with them. Oh, well, that's just cool. hot toys. That's not, that's not all my Hasbro. Well, no, that's what I'm talking about. Just hot toys alone. And like, I don't even collect a lot of hot toys, but oh my gosh. Collect, it's like, yeah. Like I don't collect a lot of six scale stuff and like I'm sticking strictly with Mandalorian figures. If they do a Luke Skywalker day one pre-order, like day one. Like, well, that one, I, I think I would, I, but like, I've been like, oh man, I just have like my, I get the heart hard eyes when it like gets into uh like the clone wars ones man like rex and like yeah. I even did, i did rex i like pre-ordered rex i even went out and ordered cody um ahsoka oh, it's like cody looks good oh yeah, man i'm just sitting here thinking like i i eventually the bill's gonna come due but I, the one that i've got <laughs> now 
from Mando that I do have on pre-order is the scout trooper and bike. Um, yeah, I had to, man. That's I just had to. That looks a great set. Incredible, man. And dude, I mean, you know, you just wait for the right amount of snow. Oh my gosh, that'll look oh. really awesome with some snow. See, I'm going to be the kind of idiot that goes out and tries to find like a rock or a cliff or something to do like one of those <laughs> crazy shots where it like, you know, drops off and then the thing's going to break and I'm going to cry. But um, that one is like, I think, uh, was it a visual force photography, Sean? He and I were kind of talking like right before that one dropped. And I'm like, man, dude, it's like when this comes out, because he pre ordered it too. I'm like, when this comes out, we're going to do an Instagram live unboxing, drinking whiskey. And just talk about how like super stupid excited we are about this figure. <laughs> nice. I actually, uh, I actually bought two of the Hasbro, um, the the speeder bike troopers with Grogu. Yeah, and I had to because there's two in the show. I, I, I've so far I'm actually up to date with every Hasbro Mandalorian release. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm. I've got every single one. Um, Multiples actually, but yeah. I, I, so I'm saying, man, like I, this Mandalorian show has got me but, hyped. But see, that makes sense too, because I mean, you put in all this passion into dial building, man. Like, why wouldn't you want to recreate scenes? Mm-hmm. And I mean, other than that, I mean, you're also going to get inspired by the artists, and you're like, you know what? I should have bought two. You know, I should have army built, or you know what? At least a squad. I should have had a squad. That makes perfect sense, you know. And I—that's why I don't blame a lot of people for getting the uh, multiple figures in certain cases. And you can find deals sometimes, especially you know, you're the one that recently uh, kind of tipped my a hat towards the Amazon warehouse uh, fiasco. Oh, yeah. Dude, you you opened up Pandora's box for me, man. Like what I've, I've ordered so many figures off of Amazon warehouse now. It's crazy. <laughs> See, Scott, don't feel bad about uh, Dakota and uh, making you break for a V1 Mando because I went ahead and tipped Dakota on the Amazon warehouse deals. I had no idea. I was like, what are you talking about? You can get like bent, like dented boxes for like $10 oh, off. I was for real? Like, what? So, okay. So me, uh, me, I'm going to have to look into this. Let me, let me break down. Let me break down the history on this real quick. And I'll go ahead and explain how I discovered it. And uh, it's kind of a little bit what I told Dakota. So when I first got into collecting, I, you know, was going to a local comic shop that had, you know, NECA figures I was really into. Um, I think my first NECA figure purchase was a... It was actually on Amazon first, just searching it because I saw it in a store and I was like, I'm not going to give them $100. It's crazy. So I went on Amazon. I found it for 50 bucks. It was for my son's birthday. I know it was way, way older for his age. I think mm-hmm. he was turning two or three, but I had bought him the two pack of Gypsy Danger and Leatherback from the first Pacific Rim film. It was great because Gypsy looks weathered, damaged. And that kaiju leather bag looks sick, right? And so that was like my gateway into NECA figures. And uh, um, it was 50 bucks on Amazon. It was like, I guess, standard price at the time for the two-pack. So I went back to the comic shop looking at other NECA figures. I'm like, I didn't even know NECA made this stuff. And so it gets pricey because of the comic shops. You know, they they got overhead or, you know, they're they're not like a big, big uh, retail, retail. So they got to charge what they charge. I totally get it. But it got to the point where I was like, man, I just don't feel like spending this much on something that can break easy. Because no offense, you know, these older NECA figures just weren't the best build quality. 
And so, and that's just posing them, you know, like just, you know, static on your desk, you know, and they fall over easy. So I started going on Amazon searching more. I go to the comic stores, comic conventions, then I see Hasbro stuff, Marvel Legends, uh, Star Wars Black Series. My And then I'd, I'd go back on Amazon. I remember one time I was like, hey, that's a Sand Trooper for 15 bucks. That's kind of cool because in a comic shop, they want like 40, 50 bucks for this figure. So I just pulled the trigger, said, all right, let's see what happens. It showed up. There was nothing wrong with it except it had a crushed corner on the box. Literally, it was brand new. Like, nothing was wrong with it. And I was like, this is kind of sick. 15 bucks. <laughs> and, was, and when I clicked that link, it literally said in the highlighted blue Amazon warehouse deal. I was like, all right, fine. That's cool. And time went by, and I went back on Amazon I was like, you know, let me check out these warehouse deals if they have for NECA stuff. Oh, forget it. That's how I have like 10 or 11 Predators now total. It all started with the first five or six I bought in warehouse deals. They were uh, nothing wrong. Some were paint application issues. And honestly, man, you can't even tell. I guess these were collectors that were like super strict on how they want the figure to look, you know. And then it just turned into Star Wars stuff. And that's why I told Dakota I got lucky one day. Um, uh, Marvel, sorry, not Star Wars, Marvel. I had got the uh, Samurai Spider-Man, the movie realization, as the uh, uh, by Bandai. I got that 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 Samurai or Ninja Spider-Man. I think like forty-five or fifty bucks. Oh wow! And uh, when I got it, the only thing that was wrong with that was that the tape seals were broken. But when I opened it out of the package, they still had those clear plastic covers inside the joints that you have to remove so literally this thing was super brand new nothing wrong with it and uh you know what i, I don't need gosh i don't need this kind of news I don't need <laughs> and so honestly man i had to walk away from warehouse deals for a while because then that's when my collection started to kind of get crazy and i was like i'm not gonna i can't do this and then of course it didn't get any better you know you meet the the G.I. Joe squad of peeps and then uh, Scott and his awesome uh, shots has definitely opened Pandora's box for me. So forget it. I started pre-ordering stuff left and right. But uh, I would say that um, just that that warehouse deal thing can be pretty, pretty ninja. And um, as you can see, <laughs> Dakota already found some deals and it's it's nice. But like I don't use it all the time. Like I said, I might just end up buying a bunch of stuff I really don't need. Yeah, I I had no idea this was a thing and it makes sense though, because when people make returns, oftentimes they're going to just, you know, try to resell it or they're going to either right, 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 yeah. try to uh, sell, sell it out to like a, uh, uh, what are some of those stores like uh, bargain hunt or uh, some of those, you know, those markdown discount stores and like five below, places like five that. below. So yeah. Like yeah, and I got and I so I, what was the one I told you to code? Oh, uh, Revan. So I got him for nine bucks. Nine bucks. Amazon warehouse deal. And when I got it, same thing, crushed box. Nothing wrong with the figure. Tape was still sealed from factory. There was nothing. There was nothing wrong with it. Nine dollars for Revan. I was like, yeah, why not, man? Finally got one. And from my understanding, is that. You like you have to like look every day because there's new stuff that pops up all the time. Like, yeah, and it's weird because sometimes they don't advertise the deals on the warehouse, and so you'll have to scroll for days sometimes, which is the only pain about it. 
but every once in a while you see it pop up or you'll be scrolling and there's that gem you're like oh man this is like 40 45 easy out there let me pick it up for you know eight nine bucks to see what's wrong with it or ten dollars and man in my experience every single one i got there was nothing wrong with the figure so it's still kind of my buckles me but i'm like hey you know i benefited out of the deal well, especially yeah. considering what we're going to do with them anyway. I mean, right. most right. of these, I don't care if they're in the box. I don't care that right. it's meant. I'm typically, if it's like a you know black series or like a GI Joe or whatever, I'm tossing that box anyway. Right. Um, exactly. So, I mean, if it's a problem with the box, you know, that's fine. You can actually direct all of those towards me. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dump buckets of water on anyway, right? <laughs> well, that's true. It's like. I actually just picked up um, like a couple of mythic legions and I'm not even really like, I oh, love them. Man. I think they're amazing figures. Yeah. Um, the problem is that they're amazing figures and I have enough interests, but like <laughs> I picked up a couple of goblins um, and I don't even know the correct name for these things, but they look really cool. Yeah. They're beautiful um, figures. Oh, they're amazing. And like, I, I picked these up just because they were like damaged boxes. They hmm. were like half, half off or like half the price of what they normally are. I'm like, okay, well I'll get these and then I can start shooting them and I can like, you know, like have where, where did you go through for yours? Oh gosh. It, it was Adrian sent that link. I can't remember. Um, because I've been wanting to get some for a while, but now I'm holding out for the next wave that's coming out this year. That intergalactic. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, I think it was empire. Maybe it was empire toys. Okay. Okay. I think it was them and then like they had like kind of like a discounted site like damage oh, nice. boxes and they had two of them and i'm like you know what i'm just going to get both of them because i know oh, if i God. don't i'm going to kick myself because i have one i had like one i had like one like the one that sort of looked like a battle cat but right was, i don't know the name like i said i don't even know the name like yeah you know, I right. shoots all these figures and you know has all the names and stuff but like i have no idea what the name is but when i got it I was just blown away by how cool this thing looked. That's cool. And man. like, and like how well it moves and just like, you know, the details and just how well it photographs. I'm like, this is an amazing line and I would love to actually collect these and just, you know, whatever, but I have too much and right. I have to draw a line somewhere. Right. Right. I, I told you, I've, I've been watching them and looking at them for a while and they're, they're, they're gorgeous figures. I'm like, you know, if I can, it's going to sound a little blasphemic from coming from the uh, Star Wars community. I might have to cut my Star Wars collection in half to make room for those Mythic Legions because there's so many of them in variations oh. and they all look so amazing. And then they got that new wave coming out that I was like, okay, I've been holding out on these guys for so long that the new wave coming, I definitely have to pull trigger because I've been wanting to do, I need a spaceman. And I missed out when NECA had the Ripley all white spacesuits, and they're like crazy prices now. And I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna play cra crazy prices, or I'm gonna pay something that's considerably more than you know Hasbro or whatever, and I'd rather try and get on the new wave coming out. You know what I mean? And I, I I saw a teaser. I guess it was concept art or something. So I was just kind of like, you know, I I think I, I know where my spaceman's gonna come from. It's definitely gonna come from Four Horsemen. Yeah, so what's up with that? I saw I think I saw one six shooter. He's he was doing a tease for their new line that they're doing like a cosmic kind of a line now. Yes, yes. What's up with that? So I don't know a whole lot of details. I just remember sending him a message like, Man, I'm losing my mind right now and I've been wanting a spaceman. 
And he kind of just said, like, you just wait. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I kind of wish you gave me, like, a better teaser than that. But, you know, from what I saw and and and, and from what he's going to be, I guess, taking photos of him, obviously, with his amazing skills, they're going, uh, I don't know if it's, like, you know, uh, an intergalactic theme or something, but uh, I, I kind of feel like, I wonder if we're going to get a hint. You ever seen the movie Kroll? No. Crawl? Okay. Yes. Like with the five bladed or the Yes, movie. yes. The oh blade. man, yeah, I love that movie. Same here. I'm one of the very few guys in my family or my friends that likes that in my group. But anyway, I went and bought it on Blu-ray for like five bucks on Amazon. I I geeked out like a kid watching it. But I'm hoping we see some stuff like that. Because they already have the recipe and what they do with Mythic Legions. Because if you watch that movie, to my understanding, that was uh, supposed to be Paramount's uh, stab at a Star Wars type of intergalactic uh, movie. I, to my understanding, what I read, they were going to try and make this big grand world. It was supposed to be like at least a trilogy, and it bombed after that first movie because they spent way too much money and not a lot of people went to watch it. But when you watch it, there's obviously nothing about force wielding people with special powers, but you kind of have some sorcery going on and. One of the things is that Glaive, that's really cool. This guy can control. He's like, I guess, chosen or whatever it may be. But um, he has to take down this this uh, giant beast that <laughs> sounds funny. It's like a fort that looks like a mountain that travels through space. And oh. so he slaves planets. So uh, anyway, the if you look at the characters and even the armies that this beast controls, I mean, some of the armor reminds me a lot of what I feel like Four Horsemen does with Mythic Legions. So I feel like I feel like we maybe might get a chance to see something like that. If not, I'm totally fine with that. But that would be cool if not. I hope they're hearing this. And this is an opportunity for them to actually make something themed like that because I'd be the first one lined up to get them. I really now like you're making me want to see a Liam Neeson fantasy figure come out. Oh, dude, dude, if not, Someone can just get swap the head sculpt onto one of them armored figures and make it happen. I love that movie. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's okay, great. Guys. It's guys. basically. I'm sorry, I got to interrupt. So I just, I just had to search it since we were talking about it. Like, okay, so here it is: Cosmic Legions um, from Four Horsemen Studios. It's set to launch 2021. It's got a couple of little images here. Um, it says it's got an all-new world story and characters interchangeable with mythic legions figures and accessories integrated with the legions release schedules got a bunch of characters and creatures with different races shapes and sizes um it's got unique materials and finishes let's see what else it's got um holy crap that looks so cool it's got i mean it's basically like almost like uh uh like 2001 or like what what's some of those uh like classic like sci-fi movies but like kind of like also mixed with like monster movies at the same time yeah i mean this that looks sick whoa yeah see and that's why i've been holding out some told me you know and i think because you know uh collecting on a budget so to speak i've been doing um, you can go crazy with Mythic Legions, and, and I mean, it's going to cost a lot. But, you know, when I saw that drop, I was just kind of like, okay, I think this might be the one I'm going to buy into. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big sci-fi geek as it is, so I, was, I just kind of felt like it's 
it's a uh, it's a winner for me, man. And I'm I'm really looking forward to those first shots, man. Mm. Dude, that wait. one that one photo. Okay, if you scroll down to the bottom on their on their main page for the Cosmic Legions, it's Scott Trevor's uh, kind of teaser uh, picture. And dude, it's just a picture of a skull, but it looks almost like an alien skull in the sand. Yes, it's got like this beautiful like foreground. Oh. Dude, yes, yes. That's just yes. like just the teaser, like the tip of the iceberg of the stuff that's coming out. Like if this, if this is, is what I think it's going to be, like I might have to, I might have to get into this too. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and there's really no disrespect to Mythic Legions, but this Cosmic Legions literally speaks right to me. Because like I was yes. with Scott, and Scott, I know you probably can kind of understand where I'm coming from with Kroll. It kind of has like the past meets the future kind of fused together feel. Okay, I'm gonna to have to check this line out. I I don't recall Trevor's shot, um, but so if you go to yeah, go to, go to the page. They even have a tab for uh, Cosmic Legions, and it'll take you down. You scroll to the bottom is a nice uh, shot of the skull in the sand, but uh, right above it is a uh, I'm assuming like a 3D ZBrush image of uh, this spaceman looking figure out and that's what sold me was that image i saw that and i was like okay i've been wanting a spaceman forever i want that that's that's the one i want i'm just like looking at this skull image right here my god that's good it's savage man oh it's it's trevor man Man. thank you man thank you trevor thank you (laughs) thank you you're listening thank you (laughs) that's awesome man wow can't wait that looks great any other things that we're looking forward to in 2021? I know there's um, I know there's a ton of stuff that's going to start dropping here I pretty know, soon. Well, anyone who's pre-ordered the uh, Mezco uh, uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's got to come out here soon, right? I'm I'm hoping. I've been I've been antsy for that for sure. I, I was hoping that was going to be like a nice Christmas treat arrival kind of a thing. Just you know. Well, there's also uh, that Christopher Reeves uh, Superman Superman coming out too. I, I'm yeah. like eager to see that one be released. That one looks cool. I had just my own personal reservations, but I look forward to what you guys, anyone else, order them to do with the shots because there's a lot of times where it looks different, but once you take the shot, it looks so dramatic. Well, I'm just you know, I mean, from a personal standpoint, I don't have a Superman. I don't have any right. Superman figures, which I guess is kind of weird, but. Like no. growing up, Christopher Reeves was Superman to me. Right, that was Superman. So, like when I saw that, I was like, you know, I just have to. I have oh, yeah. to. I just have to do it. So I'm really eager to see, get that one up close and just kind of play a little bit. Um, Michael Keaton definitely, you know, just I love that movie. I, you know, it's like such a great movie, such a great um, version of Batman. I mean, mm. so I mean, what was that like '89? I mean, that's. I mean that's a grail like, hot toy for me if to to finally get one of those for like a decent price if you could find it. Uh, hot toy, uh, Keaton Batman. But since I can't, the mess goes good to suffice. It looks like a shrunken version. Well, did you guys see the uh, re-release um, with the new head sculpt by Hot Toys? They're doing the Dark Knight Returns uh, Batman. Oh, nice! No, no I didn't see I that. Did, not. did you see that? No. Yeah. Holy cow! I've I've got that one on my list as well. Um, yeah, dude, it it's two hundred ninety bucks 
um, but it's a deluxe. I think it's a DLX with the movable eyes. So you can like, it's got the the full treatment so you can just go all out with the, the posing and it's got a, a even better head sculpt than the first one. And I mean, these companies realize that we only have so much money, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> we have to eat. I Luckily, just, it doesn't come out till 2022, so uh, we, have, <laughs> we have a little bit of time. With, with that said, I'm screaming looking at the photo right now. Oh, my gosh. this thing! Did you is, see it? Did you pull it up? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and they also re-released the Bat Pod, so you can I, get the I, Bat Pod with it. Yup. That's their promotional photos they're doing. It. They're definitely trying to sell you on both right now. I, I wish I could get both, but I'm going to have to say no to the bat pod, but I'm definitely getting Batman. Oh man. I really wish I didn't see this. <laughs> so, hey, gentlemen, I feel really bad. About me, they spend a lot of money. I'm sorry. Hey guys, I feel really bad about this, but I'm going to have to drop off here. Um, my evening is slowly coming to an end. Um, You're good. No problem, man. I, thank you for having me on. Um, it was, uh, it was great chatting with you guys. Um, actually glad to hear you know nick in person or get to talk to him in person it's always uh text messages so yeah um, likewise man so thank you like i said thank you and sorry to kind of jet off here um so soon um but yeah no problem dude thanks for getting on here and, and chatting with us and hopefully we can do it again time um sometime soon yeah, yeah hopefully you know um we can do it and like i can you know have you know money to actually buy figures because Talking to you is just doing me no good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Well, between okay, the Amazon warehouse deals and him in the V1 Mando. Oh <laughs> yeah. We're we're not good for each other, are we? We're, this is no. real bad. <laughs> He's like, why do we do this? And All now right. my wife started to get behind my, my Hot Toys purchases because now she's been like realizing how amazing they are. And she's like, oh, you should get that one. I'm like, babe, like that's dude. a lot of money. <laughs> my wife convinced me to pull the trigger on the batman beyond so like but then when she saw how much they're starting to add up she was like no nah, we're gonna have to win. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like but dude dude it's Wonder Woman. Just the one you really like honey <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well have a good night scott have a good night scott. later i guess it's just you and me man all right Dude, okay, so back to um, Batman. Back to talking, yeah, Batman, and that looks amazing. I'm definitely getting that one. I'm really glad they re-released that because that one, that one was a grail for a lot of people. And now that we're getting that treatment again, and the DX, I don't know if you, do you don't have a DX hot? No, toy I don't. So like, I don't. To kind of give you a little bit of. Um, info about it like it's it's like the creme de la creme hot toys experience like okay you know like getting a it's kind of like getting a uh you know an iron man figure like plus like times 10 like because it comes in this super deluxe like uh box and it's got instead of the plastic it's got like um it's got a the styrofoam that's like really soft and like it comes in this beautiful packaging and my star boost actually came like that. So I guess that's a deluxe edition. I had no idea. It might be. I'm, I'm not sure. It's a really I'm nice box with packaging. Maybe, maybe that, maybe they do it for the, the, um, 
Is the Starboost a diecast? Uh, no, no, it's not diecast, but it's okay. it's got a special stand, um, and it's got that really uh, that dense gray foam that keeps everything in, and it's got like extra packaging inside. It's all theatrical. This nice hard card printed from like it's all looks like it's from the movie. Yeah. But um, uh, to to my understanding, what you're saying that sounds probably then more than what I have. Yeah, so like the DX, I think the reason why they call it DX is the head sculpt itself has uh, movable eyes. So you can like Whoa. you can like move the individual cuz I I'm not sure what the eyes are made of, but like you can take a little instrument and move them around and you know, be able to change the direction and create different looks and scenes and stuff. But it I mean just looking at that at a that a head sculpt it is phenomenal. That sounds really, a lot like uh, Keaton Batman with the movable eyes. Yes. They, they, yeah, that's a deluxe too. Okay. The, okay. The DX. Okay. They don't do a lot of them. So I think there's only like 20 so far that they've done of the DX series. Um, but they only pick like the most popular characters out there when they do a DX. Like Darth Maul, the, the new Darth Maul that came yeah. out for Phantom Menace and then the solo darth maul was a dx as well okay yeah that makes sense a lot more accessories too more accessories um just premium super premium also another cool thing that's coming out i don't know if we want to keep talking about toys but another cool thing that hopefully will be shipping in january is the mezco uh thanos oh fortunately that's one that i <laughs> i passed Did you skip on, on that one yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to make a decision. So I, I had already an issue with my collection where I wasn't shooting Marvel that much, mm-hmm. and I found myself, all right, this stuff's collecting dust, and I'm not doing anything with it. Um, you know, what's my next step here? Because other than getting rid of it, I do like the Iron Man's, the War Machines, uh, Spider Man. You know, some things in there, but. Um, the only Thanos that I have is from an old builder figure wave that came with uh, War Machine from Age of Ultron, uh, Captain America with his shield. Um, I think they also had Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, Vision. So I had that one. And honestly, I think only shot it once or twice. And really? so when I saw that, yeah, I. I guess I was worrying too much about the details and technicality of cinematic accuracy in the shots or whatever. And I just got overwhelmed with it, but I did a shot that I was saying, enough got had gotten featured um, on exclude collective before they became uh, exclude uh, magazine. Um, it was, I guess, Marvel week. And uh, I did a shot with Thanos holding a uh, uh, Captain America up uh, by one hand. And, uh, Thank you. And uh, it was it was a cool shot. It was a fun shot that I did. I think I like, you know, did the whole digital paint in some of the atmosphere and the embers, fire embers and stuff. But, you know, that was the only time I took that shot, really, of that figure. And that was it. And uh, I like Thanos as a character and everything. But when I saw the Mezco one, as much as I liked it, I was like, is this going to be another thing where I'm going to buy it and I want to take one shot of it? <laughs> yeah. and so I, was looking, I was looking at how much Marvel stuff I had that I don't shoot versus everything else that I do. And uh, I think around that time frame or a little afterwards, because I think there's still time to, again, the wait list. Um, 
was when the uh, Baron Benz stuff dropped, I think, unless my time frame's a little off. But anyway, I held off on not getting that Thanos, and eventually I saw the Baron Benz, and I was at work, and I couldn't pre-order. It was, like, frustrating me. And thankfully, Scott got two of them, and so I was able to pay him for one of them. And I, I actually, I'm happy with that. That's pretty awesome. But that was the... Uh, second mesco i think that i got from that would have been straight from the site my first mesco that uh, i got was from amazon and then i got lucky with a second order on amazon from for the uh, tactical suit uh, batman from justice league and then uh i pre-ordered the 89 uh the keaton batman which that was a nightmare on their website i was like i'm never doing this again and so the one time I tried to attempt it again was the Baron Ben's release, and it just I had no luck, and I got lucky with Scott getting one. And so uh, I I like my Baron Ben's, but I just don't shoot enough. And so I do go back, and I'll think about other characters I passed on. Maybe I should have got that Thanos, or maybe I should have got that Blade, or whatever, you know. And it sucks because then you'll see you know people get them in hand, and they're taking these amazing pictures, and like. Yeah, I probably should have got that. That looks awesome, and I would have had fun with it, you know? <laughs> right. And Thanos definitely has that really nice uh, detail to him and appearance. And I, I take it you ordered one? No, um, I did not. Okay. I, I was looking kind of like at the January release schedule for Mezco's, and I know Iron Fist is coming out as well. It's That's tentative. Right. I, I'm not sure if it's going to drop in January, but it says on online that it's it's – supposedly supposed to come out in January. It's a bunch of them that are scheduled, but we don't know for sure. Um, right. I, I, the, the ones that I have on my list that I will be getting um, uh, from One Stop Toy Shop is the Mr. Freeze. I will be getting... Oh, my goodness, yes. I'll be getting him. I will be getting the... Let's see what else. Uh, I forgot about that freeze. I literally just forgot that it was order time and i missed the window and even the uh uh the wait list that's such a beautiful design mr freeze i love his suit can't wait for that figure um i did want to get kg beast but i ended up saying no um he's just he's not he's not a primary villain for me for batman um i just i don't know i i skipped on him but i am getting the two-face Right, and I am getting Wonder Woman, uh, which right. is like the the more modern uh, Wonder Woman design. And yeah, that one's really cool. I like that Wonder Woman. That's a nice one. That's the uh, the second one, right? Not that first one. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the one that's got like the battle axe, and it's got yes. the armor. It's got the cape. Yeah, um, that one's really cool looking. I was on the fence about it, but I, I really just couldn't make a decision. And I just said, I'll wait to see what it looks like on the gram. Yeah, that's one I, because I don't have a Wonder Woman. I don't have any figure arts. I don't have any Wonder Woman. And like, it's funny because my mom actually has more action figures of Wonder Woman than I do because that's <laughs> my favorite character. Um, well, my wife's got some statues and collectible stuff that I should probably shoot that I really don't. But other than that, I don't have a, a Wonder Woman figure and I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, I would have loved a nice, um, accurate Linda Carter one. I still kind of hope Hot yeah. Toys has one. Um, 
I have no issues with Gal. Um, I was just not too happy with the sculpts that were out and yeah. the way they looked. And so yeah. I was naturally the hot toys come out and you're like, Oh, I want that one. But then, you know, you can't decide. And I think the one one eighty four one with the golden arm is probably like the top for me right now that I'm still almost like, I feel like I want to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I do like, the actress i like the portrayal i'm the movies are hit or miss um but i think for me on the on the far on the figure spectrum i would right that mezco uh modern wonder woman just looks amazing I'm definitely it, does. it looks really good i think they did better too with the details on the body um especially in the legs the joints um it just looks nicer you know um it looks more organic. If that's the, 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 the term I'm trying to find here because sometimes it's just too much seams or that the joints look weird, you know, I'm like, she, she should look elegant and powerful at the same time, you know, and that's yeah. why I get picky when I'm looking for a one of them to figure and there are just very few out there that have actually gotten me close to wanting to get them. So, but that's a nice one. I'm looking forward to see uh, pictures from you and what you do. Thanks, man. Yeah, and for then- sure. As far as DC Comics, the only one that I'm on the fence for as far as Mezco, um, and I don't know why I'm on the fence, I just am, uh, is the Dr. Fate. I I really like that design. Like, I mean, it's just perfect for the Mezco. Yeah. Uh, Mezcofication, if you're whatever you want to call it. Right. The soft goods and the, and the armor pieces. It looks really cool. Uh, Darius did some amazing product photography for it. I just don't know, man. I just don't know if it's something that I want to have. I'm not a very familiar with that character. I've right, played right. video games and stuff, but that's the only one I'm on the fence. I'm like, yeah, it looks really cool, but I don't know. Like you said, like I don't want to get it and take one picture and then not do anything with it. So, I mean, and that's sort of what I aim for. I mean, I started the hobby for my son inspired me, but where it's grown and how I'm tapping into my youth and what inspired me or continues to inspire me or what's been part of my childhood and anything movie related, comic book, what have you. That's where I, I'm trying to stick to because I did find myself a moment. I'm going through the bins of figures that I have and I'm like, man, I have maybe uh, at one point only displayed half of these and how many have I actually taken pictures of? I can, I mean, not even a third of them, you know? So it's like, I don't want to find myself where I'm like, man, that's a cool looking figure. Let me get it. And it's just more like, I was just, you know, hype purchasing versus it inspires me or has a special place or meaning to me, you know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with people collecting stuff to look great. But personally for me, you know, there's a connection. Like yes, I'm I'm and I'm such a Batman guy that it's hard for me to hold back. And it really is because I see so many great Batman figures drop, and I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd buy them all if I can't go Batman. But I have to take a step back and say, why am I gonna get this figure? Am I gonna shoot it? Would I actually display it, or is it gonna just sit in the bin with the rest of my collection of stuff that I you know, I have that I don't take pictures of? Mm-hmm. So it's like the McFarlane Batmans. I love that. You know, he's paying so much love and attention to Batman's. But at the same time, I don't agree with uh, half of them that came out. Some of them, I just do not like the way they look. And I'm seeing people going crazy. And, you know, to each his own, I'm not judging nobody. I am just not seeing 
the 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 wow factor with half of those Batmans that are coming out. So the Grim Knight was a gift, and and I didn't want to get it myself because I did not like how the profile of the head sculpt looks. But out of the package, taking shots of it, I appreciate the figure more now. And uh, the uh, Flashpoint, I just love that that head sculpt. The Flashpoint looks great. I love the details and everything. But other than that, you know, I have the uh, Hellbat suit, and I only took one shot of that guy, and that mm-hmm. was it. And so, as much as I love the Hellbat suit and how great it looks, well, man, I think the one shot I took was I sprayed water and used some of the contrast lighting, and then I digitally painted in the the bat emblem on his chest to look like it's glowing, and that was it. Um, that was the last shot I did of it. And for such a cool figure, I'd hate to be in the same boat again. And when you mentioned Dr. Fate, I saw that. He looks cool. Like, oh, this would be a great figure to have if you're a big Mezco collector or a big DC everything guy. But I do believe sometimes so many things fall into hype. And as such, so many things do in this world that I was just kind of like, I don't want to get this Dr. Fate guy and, and sit there and go, well, I guess I'll kit bash it. Well, I mean, you could have probably went a whole other direction instead of getting it to kit bash it. But and again, customs, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Steve's proven what you can do and so many other artists out there that, I mean, you can do some really cool kit bashes or customize these Mezco figures. But, I mean, straight, you know, first looks, it's it's not that wow factor for me for, for what that figure is. And it's, it's really hard not to fall victim to that sometimes, especially when you got friends in the community doing beautiful work with the photography with these figures. Sometimes I think that's what that's what sells it, you know. They find a nice dial setup, nice lighting and, and perspective and angle, and boom, you're like, you know what? Now I like that figure. So that does work. But I mean, there does come those figures that just don't sell me. And that Doctor Fate, I have to say, is one of those. I'm like, that was an easy pass for me. Yeah, for sure. I think with Mezco, like, um, for me. I'm still pretty hyped on the brand. I think it's really interesting to see where they're going with uh, the characters. And I know they right. just rounded out their uh, the last of their series of the uh, Supreme Knights with the PX, the blue. I skipped yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, the only reason I skipped it was the um, the logo, like the chest emblem for me. Just I don't know why, but I just wasn't feeling it. Um, as far as like the rest of the figure, it looks really cool. Yeah. I've seen some great photos. Um, I just, I don't know why that chest emblem, man, just kind of threw me off. It, was, it just looked chunky and weird. And yeah. That was the only reason I didn't get it. Like, I, otherwise, like the rest of the figure looks really cool. Um, the, uh, the This is the DX version you're talking about? It's the PX. Uh, it's like the comic book exclusive. Oh, yeah. That was that blue and gray one? Yes, the blue and gray. They always do a blue and gray version for yeah i have the ascending knight uh uh px so sorry i i didn't hear the the letter (laughs) oh you're good um yeah it they've done um all three uh they did ascending supreme and now uh ascending sovereign and now supreme so now i think i don't know where they're going to go with their batman series i don't know if they're not going to continue making unique batman i'm i i i can almost put money down on the fact that they're most likely going to do a uh, a Batman figure for the new Batman movie. I mean, they have to. Like, it, it, 
it's going to happen. Like, oh, that's that's going to be one of those that if I can't pre-order it, I'm going to have to pray that you or Scott got doubles. <laughs> I'll be getting doubles of that one, Battinson for sure. Oh, I know, I know somebody's out there going to miss it, and I, I definitely want to make sure that people get that. That that is. I'm going to message you and Scott on on the on D Day, and then I'm going to see who got two. <laughs> Because I, I never have luck with that site, and I, I barely got lucky with the Nightmare of 89 Batman release. Yeah, man, their, their website is absolutely a nightmare to try to get, especially their exclusives. Or If it's a normal release, normally you have a couple hours to order directly from them. But if it's a, if it's an exclusive, I mean, just you just have to just hope and pray that you're going to get your pre-order in. That's how um, I missed out on Sovereign Night. I couldn't get through, and I was so frustrated. And yeah, to this day, I see the shot Scott does with him, like, and that's why I wanted it because it's got this like perfect cowl shape with the pointy ears just right, the eye area with the the brow, like, oh, the details in that face and the articulation is so good. And I love the suit. And that's one of those that I could not get through the site and forget it, dude. Street price on that thing just skyrocketed. Are you talking about the 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 all black version for the sovereign? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, I a lot. Version. I I actually bought it from, uh, or no, maybe I got it on a trade. Um, I had it at one point, and it's awesome. But the only thing to me that I I think the reason why I got rid of it, I was really scared that the pleather on it was going to start peeling. Oh, so I was I had to get rid of it just because. And I have like a really like my room for some reason, like it's got a lot of moisture. And so any type of pleather or anything like that, like it's it's within like like I had the first Captain America that came out from Mezco. Yeah. And within like a month, the all of the all of the little uh, pleather pieces that kind of like resembled his armor were peeling off. So I was just like any any pleather figures like I, I have to be so careful. You felt you fallen victim to your environment. Yeah, I'm in Colorado, so I'll be lucky with the dry air. Except yeah. we got a humidifier, so I'm just gonna start changing things. <laughs> yeah, you have the opposite problem. You're trying to get humidity in the air. I'm trying to get it out of the <laughs> air. I, I have so much humidity over here. Well, back to back to uh, Supreme Night. Uh, I had got the uh, the regular release that I guess the the V1, whatever you want to call it, which is the uh, black and gray suit. Like it looks straight Frank Miller. I mean, the re- reason I got it was I was late to the game on Mesco in the first place when the actual Frank Miller ones came out. And what are those? I remember listening to one of your uh, podcast episodes where, yeah, it's looking at 400 to 600 bucks for one. And it's, I'm just like, man, not even a hot toy costs that much now. You can actually get a hot toy for under 300 bucks. So uh-huh. I was like, I mean, and my wife paid well under that for the Starboost Iron Man. I got. So I was like, I can't justify a, 112 figure for that much but when i saw that supreme night i instantly was like i have to get one this is the closest i'm going to get to a frank miller uh style batman figure that you know that i can have that looks real and soft goods and everything oh yeah i mean it's a great looking figure i, I, I have it. that one the, the the normal release too and that figure is is amazing it, it definitely be. captures that frank miller aesthetic and there's been just countless amazing photos. I, some of my favorites have been uh, Lewis, the bat collector, who's been just absolutely oh, dude. killing mm-hmm. it. Dude. He's, 
I, I tell you that he's inspired me a lot, a lot with his uh, bat photos. And I just like try to maybe hold a glimmer of light to what he does, but it's definitely inspiring. Cause he, he just knows how to capture with that man. But his lighting is just so good. It's just so good. And, and, and I love his, uh, his camera angles he chooses sometimes too with the depth of the diorama setups in the background the way he has it going and it feels every time like he made a comic book look cinematic every single time and it's so good it just looks so good and yeah. uh, i every time i see one of his shots and whatever batman i'm like what batman doesn't this guy have he has like all these great batmans but it makes sense. Bat collector, dude. He's got to yeah. have all the Batmans. <laughs> I know. I know. It says it in the name. But yeah, he definitely, he definitely killed it with that one. Um, uh, uh, so did Jason too. When he had those awesome featured uh, Mesco shots, the uh, snow looking like the snow falling down. Oh yeah, Jason B. Michael. He when he does any Batman photos, you can tell he loves that character. I tell you what. Uh, he his shots definitely gave me a kick in my pants to step it up, step it up for yeah. sure, especially anything Batman because I love Batman and I unfortunately don't take them uh, pictures of them as much as I would like to because I get so caught up with the rest of the figures in my collection and stuff I want to experiment with. Yeah, but when I saw his, I was just like, Yeah, I'm I I definitely gotta step it up. I, I, I and it's not even like criticizing myself i just always find a way every month to try and evolve and and challenge myself to go outside my comfort zone every shot i take and so when i saw his it just reminded me that okay i gotta keep pushing keep pushing and so uh when when i for i got mine just in time for uh batman day and uh i did like a couple i did i think one or two shots with that but there was one that I liked the best, and that was that one that I posted. I, I use uh, uh, for my user profile photo um, with uh, the cape just kind of flowing around him. Yeah, the Supreme Knight, and uh, it's it's such a great figure. And Jason found a great way to make it look real. That I was like, all right, I want to I want to try and make my Batman shots look a little bit more real too. You know. Um, oh, sure. Trying to give it justice, and I just did another shot. I haven't posted it yet, but it's using the extreme uh, sets uh, dial that I got. That was the one that Scott that that he got gave to you, and I got from you. <laughs> oh, I know got around. Dude, I'm using that thing to death, and I have I have another shot I just did. I'm I'm planning on uh, posting here soon, and uh, it's with the uh, Supreme Knight again, and uh, it's such a great figure to take pictures of and. Um, it's one of those that I'd like to, I'd like to take more uh, pictures of him with, like you know, maybe do some scene setups because from from all the Mesco Batman's, like I love the Justice League tactical suit. It's definitely one of my top favorite uh, designs from Mesco. Period. It just looks so good and real. But that Supreme Knight, something about it, it the build and everything, it it just looks amazing, and I, I'd like to uh, just shoot it more. Because it, it definitely deserves some more love. Yeah, man, it's a great figure. I think um, as far as like what I kind of want to do for this year, I know I've mentioned it on my one twelve community page, and I've mentioned it uh, in other places. But getting that camera, man, I think oh. that's going to 
it's going to help me uh, get all of the creative uh, energy and the creative uh, vision that I have for, especially my business, like being able to, right. Uh, Cause right now just using the iPhone, I mean, it's great. You know, you have a lot of different things you can use. Um, but getting a camera is, I think 2021 is going to be next level. Like. I think I, I, I share that same with you, man. And, and, and it will be next level for you. You're going to, it's going to open a whole new world for you, man. I know. I can't wait. I just, I've had to take care of like, you know, being an adult, like, (laughs) you know, this, like you have to take care of business and it's just one of those things that keeps getting pushed back farther and farther back on the list of things you you need to do. And having your own business, like is, is, is another thing, like having the cost of business and cost of running operations and um, putting a lot of money back into the business that you want to spend on right things like a camera like you know it sucks but at the same time it's like you you know you got to make sure you're taking care of the things that you need to take care of but once once that uh once that opens up speaking of this i kind of wanted to share this with you okay um i don't know uh, if you're still listening out there guys and gals um i have been investing in this uh cryptocurrency um I'm not sure if you're into investing at all, but there's this cryptocurrency called Dogecoin. And it is, I don't know if you're familiar with Bitcoin, but it is definitely not as expensive as Bitcoin. Okay. Um, I kind of heard about it on, I think it was TikTok. And there was somebody kind of like talking about it. And I was just like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. I'll look into it. And I was just like, oh, I just, you know, whatever, throw 20 bucks at it just because sometimes I'll just purchase um, stocks here and there just to kind of see what they'll do and make right. a little bit of money, sell it, whatever. And uh, Dogecoin, interesting enough, um, I bought it fairly cheap. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I'm talking like it wasn't even worth a penny. Like it was like penny stocks. Like I, I bought it like about two or three months ago. And within this last week, it has gone up. Let's see. I have I have a point to all this. Um, okay. It has gone up 168% my Whoa. total return. Wow. Yeah. So my, my initial investment has gone up 168%. So I have almost, almost doubled my money. Wow. Um, yeah. And for anybody out there, that's into investing. I highly recommend looking into Dogecoin. Um, right now, it's sitting at a market value. It's gone up to one penny now. Um, earlier today, it was all the way up to a penny and a half. Um, but if you purchase large amounts, that adds up really quick. So you know, if you have, say, you have ten thousand coins, um, if it goes up to just a dollar you have $10,000. And right now with it being only a penny a coin, do the math. So yeah. that's something that guys you can look into. Um, I've, I've tried my best to kind of like advise people on it. Cause I know that there's some haters out there saying it's, it's a joke, whatever, but I've already doubled my money on it. So I think, I think I'm going to be 
I know. I remember hearing. I read some of Elon Musk was sharing info, but uh, on on uh, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but I saw it. Someone reposted on Instagram. It was a tweet. Yeah. About the, the about it soaring, and uh, I honestly just this was probably over Christmas break. So like I, I just would dismissed it. I had a chance to look into it or nothing. But now hearing it from you is definitely getting my attention to go uh, check it out. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there are some ups and downs of like, I use the investing app Robinhood. There are some ups and downs of using this app because sometimes there's maintenance issues or whatever. Okay. Um, as far as like, if you want to buy or sell, sometimes it'll just, I don't know. So the, it, it's not like, it's not a bad app at all. Um, there's just, sometimes it has issues, but yeah, if you want to get into it, I would highly recommend, uh, using that app because you can trade you know, instantly. So if you want to like throw $10 at something, you can deposit it with your uh, bank account, then you can purchase stocks or whatever. Um, I've just started like within the last year at the beginning of 2020, I started getting into investing and I've, I've uh, been very profitable uh, this year. So I think anybody out there that's wanting to, you know, get something big like a camera or you know, I want a big, anything, if you want to get a big purchase or something and you want to potentially uh, make some money, look at Dogecoin, look at, I mean, just look at Bitcoin within the last, if you look at Bitcoin in, in comparison, in the last month, it's gone up 69% uh, in value, which is $13,000 per coin. So it's wow. sitting at $32,000 a coin. Wow. And in comparison, Dogecoin is only a penny a coin. Yeah, so um, up on it basically. Bitcoin's been doing it longer, but sure. um Dogecoin is hopefully uh going to perform a lot better. But within the last month, if you compare it, it's actually a better performer. Um right, versus, right. Because it's the gone up picking up quicker. It's gone up hundred and ninety six percent in the last month versus Bitcoin, which has gone up only 69%. So I don't know. That, that's a, a little investing. Uh, and what's the app that you would suggest uh, to use for uh, Dogecoin? I will send you a link and you can get a free stock um, if anybody wants to. Um, I have a referral thing that you get a free stock. I get a free stock. And Ooh. yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, I want to try it out. You know, I, I've never got my feet wet with it. I've always heard a lot about Bitcoin, especially when I was in California. I mean, it was big out there at the time. And I was a technician at our job that was like buying all of his computer gaming stuff using Bitcoin. So I was like, wow, that's that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's that's good information, man. Thank you. No problem. I know somebody, I'm not going to say who, that, <laughs> this is crazy, who had probably anywhere between 50 i can't remember it was either 50 or 500 coins of bitcoin back when it first started and he regrettably spent it on a pizza all all of his coins oh one single pizza and now the amount of coins that he had i think he could have been close to being a millionaire if he just wouldn't have bought that pizza <laughs> You know what? And 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 the the I I that's see that's a beautiful thing because that perspective that you go and learn a game, yeah. that you know that you take that 
into the future as wisdom to say, you know, how you prioritize stuff. And I think too many times people live in regret. They got to just remember that it's okay. You know, you have your moments, you, you get hurt, pick yourself back up, dust yourself off and say, you know, you learn from that. And, you know, that dude had to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I we got to eat, you know, we've all been there. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like that guy uh, struggles with a, uh, a mindset that kind of keeps him in regret rather than looking for the opportunity that presents itself in the moment. And, sure. you know, failure oftentimes, if you let it, can often prevent you from your greatest success. And it's, not, it's not easy. It's not easy. Like, it's, it's sometimes it's a, a unintentional trained mindset. Yeah. And like my first year in business doing dioramas, I actually lost money because I had sure. mispriced all of my shipping costs for all my dioramas and charged incorrectly because I didn't realize how much it was going to cost. And right. I, I had used a estimator online and it was way off. And I ended up actually having to come out of pocket to finish a lot of dioramas. And yeah. I had to eat that cost, but I never gave up. And now that I've uh, uh, gotten a lot smarter with my finances. Now it's, uh, it's only, uh, up from here. And, and I could have let that destroy me. Yeah. Man, all your dollars make sense. I mean, I was, uh, dude, I was tore up about it. And, but, but the thing is, is if you allow those mistakes to prevent you from, uh, continuing and, and reaching forward, like you're, you're just going to miss out on what potentially could be you know what i mean like all the all the all the people that are successful if you look at their stories they always have a moment of failure yeah if you if you choose to learn from it then you can reach that success eventually you know it will come you just have to keep at it like success is inevitable you just have to keep at it like if you just keep trying it's when people give up it's when you give up is this when you fail and it's, oh man, it's so tough for every individual too, because we all are walking a different life path and we, it's, it really, so, I mean, and, and to really continue to bring awareness to this as much as possible, mental health in our state of mind where it's at affects all that. And sometimes some of that stuff, you know, it's deep rooted. Um, we have people that struggle with PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, it's just so much. Um, a lot of it can be these traumatic uh, events that are currently happening for any situation. And sometimes it could just be the living situation somebody's in and just the circle of people they have is just pessimism or people who just love to tear you down. And mm -hmm. so sometimes when you have that mistake, you're just in quicksand. You can't seem to pull, find a rope to pull yourself out of it because of the, the, the group of people you're around or the, the situation you're living in. So it's it's really hard for a lot of individuals to to pick themselves back up after that 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 trip fall, you know? And uh, like I struggle with obesity, I struggle with uh, mental health um, issues. And, but I mean, I say struggle because, you know, it's, it's a healthy fight for me for perspective and it, it doesn't define who I am and it doesn't stop me from moving forward. And it's one of those things where I feel like every time something happens, I'm learning from it versus being stuck in the mindset of, Oh, great. Well, 
that's going to happen again, you know, and it's real easy. It's real easy depending on, you know, how you were raised or what you went through to be in those spots and predicaments. But I mean, it's always good to just remember that, you know, when, when you had that, that moment of, uh, uh, whether it was weakness or, or, or just a hiccup, a mistake, you know, honest mistakes, we all make them. We're not perfect that you just learn from it. It's a reference point. You don't have to say, you know, stuck that way. And that defines who you are. So we had to eat. He got that pizza, you know, and maybe he just really need to eat. You know, everything works out for a reason. But, you know, it's it's still food for thought that he takes moving forward and investing in anything else or whatever we do in life. We invest in our lives. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it stocks. You know, we're all trying to invest in happiness. I think that's what we all try and do. Even as collectors in this hobby, we're investing in happiness. We have crappy days where some of us are some of us are tired of the nine to five or some of us are tired of the unhealthy relationships we're in some of us are tired of the uh the environments we're in or some of us are in positions that we just can't help because of the sacrifices that we make but we're always trying to invest in happiness one of the things that um you said really reminded me of one of my favorite quotes that i've really tried to implement in my life um on a daily basis and that is the close, the five closest people to you, you know, your circle of friends, your influence, those people determine the next five years of your life. So if you're interacting with people that are consistently bringing you down or have a mindset that is limited, that is trying to limit you or your potential, then those people are, are not going to they're not going to see you for what you could be. For instance, they're often looking at you through the lens of their own life. They're right. looking at you through their own mistakes. So they're looking at you, you know, through their own self-hatred. Right. And right. Getting That's... those people out of your life oftentimes can be difficult. Yeah. But in the long run, you're often doing them a service because if you, if you go after the person that you're meant to be and you go after and work on yourself, that person that you become can motivate them to be a better person in the long run. Because I've had to cut relationships out this year that, um, that I, a business relationship that I didn't really want to. And, uh, right. it, it kind of happened all of a sudden and I didn't really see it. My wife kind of saw it and I'm not getting into specifics, but sure. it was, uh, it sucked. It really did. But the thing yeah. is that person I don't think could have could have um, potentially gone where I'm going. What I mean to say, no, so, that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. All of us have a trajectory, right? Like we all have like a vision for our lives. Sure. And sure. if you if you align yourself with people with the same vision, you're going to go twice as far. Like yes. Like, for instance, like if you're playing with like if you play sports, you're mm -hmm. you say you're out there, you're playing basketball by yourself. Yeah, you're going to go at a certain speed. You're going to play. You get two guys out there at the same level. They're going to go twice as hard because they're going to want to show each other up. They're going to want to play harder. Yeah, they're going to want to push themselves. That's the whole thing about toy photography. Like we see each other. We see each other shots. We push each other to do better. It's yeah. the same thing in life. And when you, when you put yourself around people that are trying to achieve things and trying to better themselves, 
you're naturally going to do that. Yep. Like, and, and it's, it sucks, man. Cause getting those people out of your life that aren't doing that often feels like you're, maybe you're not showing them love or affection, but in, in reality you are because you can't be the person that you were meant to be if you're constantly being around this, unless you're just a strong enough individual. And that oftentimes that's a rare case. Like a lot of it is the, uh, it's just stigmas of society, you know? Um, it's, it's those things where like, uh, it's either a social ignorance or, 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 uh, uh, cultural ignorance, something that happened with a group of people and it is passed it along because someone became so complacent about something instead of just facing it. So what happens is we then find ourselves almost having to conform to this way of life or thinking because so-and-so said so, or someone else's life panned out a certain way. And like, you know, I've met people that smoked and ate bacon their whole lives and they, and you know, lived, you know, past 90 where people who didn't, that didn't get past 50. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's the journey is different for each individual, but it's all a mindset. And if you're around people with that drag you down mindset or those, you know, extreme pessimists that they can never see positivity in any situation, it's going to be really hard to overcome and, and benefit off it, you know, and it's, and it's one of the things about this hobby in the community that I think a lot of us hold in such a high regard because we always find ourselves wanting to do better. It's even, even if it's a healthy competitive nature or it's just inspiration itself, every time we see our, our friends with a new shot, a new figure, the way they lit it, they composed it, whatever, how it came out, it tends to bring new light and, and you say to yourself, oh, I would love to try something like that, but I'm going to put my own twist or take on it. And I think it's, it's just one of those beautiful poetic things about our life and society we should remember. You know, we can we can strive to, to reach goals, you know, and, and or even dreams for that matter, as long as we can just have a positive mindset. But it starts with our lifestyle, who is in our corner, who's supporting us. Now, I was in a situation for almost 10 years where I didn't have support system, you know, and it 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 really sucked. Um, I wasn't living the life I wanted to live, but I still managed to uh, start a family, you know, and, and, and there's so much beauty to that. I was able to reference those dark moments and times that, that didn't define who I was. I was able to move forward and just uh, find the uh, the fruit in it, you know, and even 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 if it's the bad people in your lives, negative influence people, it's still fruit. You still take it with you because you still learn and gain something from it. It's not all bad. But yeah. again, it is it is a mindset. It's really hard if you're battling depression and anxiety or you deal with PTSD or you're going through things. But I look at it like this, right? When you're you know, you know how to put your shoes on in the morning. So you should also know what's in your food the kind of beverage you're drinking, as small and minimal as that is, I take it a step further. And so you should know who's in your life that you speak to, that you hang out with, that that that's that says they love you, that supports you. That's all part of that. And if you don't have someone in your life, whether it's a girlfriend, a wife, or a boyfriend, a husband, or a aunt, an uncle, a mom, a dad, or a best friend, I mean, it can be very dark and you can be lost. But I think it's just remembering who those people are. And sometimes you got to 
you gotta you gotta start cutting people loose, man. And there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, people come and go for a reason. That's that's not a disadvantage. That's an advantage, man. You learn from the people that that came and went. I think holding on to things is probably some of the biggest stuff that us as humans we will always face and deal with. We tend to hold on and cling to things too deep and too hard. But I think you know when we finally learn to let go, that's the true growth, and that's when it occurs. Yeah, dude. I think sitting and reflecting about like just where um this podcast has has started and where it's going especially with you now coming in and doing episodes i'm so excited man because i feel like this is going to not only equip people with the tools to be able to take better photos and to and to um and to enjoy the hobby more but also to like enjoy life more and and to really look at this thing um in a way because like all of us come to toy photography for different reasons right like like right. you said like some of us come from depression some of us come from abundance some of us come from uh just a love of of art or a love of cinema or a love of uh of childhood nostalgia whatever it may be yeah and oftentimes after doing it for a long time like we try to find the reason why we're doing it. And once you change the paradigm, uh, once you change the paradigm to giving instead of receiving, that's when you really start to enjoy it. Like that's like, that's why I love this podcast because I feel like we're giving back to the community and we're giving back to the people that really love this thing. And we're giving them something that they can enjoy, something that they can hopefully uh, dig into and, and, and glean, uh, the reason why they do it. And I think for me, like selfishly, like I wanted to get better at toy photography, but I realized I didn't get better at toy photography. What I got better was, was, was understanding the incredible people out there and getting to know them and becoming a, a part of a community that's so much bigger than I thought it was. And like, it's just incredible, man. I think, I think when I, one of my favorite things um, of the movie, well, it's not a movie, it's actually a play, but they put the movie, they recorded it and put it on Disney plus was Hamilton. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I keep meaning to, I keep meaning to. Dude. Okay. So I'm going to spoil a little bit. I mean, it, it's pretty much history now, but yeah, yeah. Alexander Hamilton was killed. Uh, gosh, forgot the guy who killed him. Um, I should remember this, but anyway, so, so the dude who killed him, he says this line at the end of the play, he says, I realized there was a world big enough for both Hamilton and I. And when I started thinking about that, because he was so jealous of Hamilton, he had, uh, done him wrong in a lot of different ways. And he was, uh, just jealous and angry and bitter ended up killing him. And it was in a duel like they, you know, had a one of those classic uh, gun duels and he yeah. ends up killing him. And he says this line. He's like, I, I realized there was a world big enough for both Hamilton and I. And oftentimes, it, it, even in our community, like we get this we get this mindset where like it's it's all or nothing and I have to be the best. And that's great. Like if you want to be the best, that's that's awesome. Like be the best that you want to be but at the same time like 
use your gifts and your the the talents that you've achieved and give back to the community and you're going to be so much more fulfilled like yeah. it's not just we're not an island on this thing like no. like we are a community and all of us together as we push each other and enjoy it more and get more opportunities and get more exposure and all that great stuff but at the core of it if we aren't enjoying this thing and we aren't like lifting each other up and, and, and being there for each other, which we already do, like it, it's nothing, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's empty. It's, it's kind of meaningless. And you right. see a lot of guys, I see a lot of guys come and go. Yeah. And they end up disappearing cause they ended up, they, they don't find the, the joy anymore. They are like, I don't, why am I doing this? Like, why am I still doing this thing? It's like, maybe if you changed your, paradigm to when i say paradigm what i mean is when you change your your mindset to giving instead of receiving instead of like what am i trying to get from this hobby or it's like what am i trying to give to this hobby you are going yeah. to enjoy it so much more so that's kind of my goal my kind of my my 2021 challenge for everybody out there is to think what can i give back to this community and that may be just like giving doing your best at toy photography and doing the best that you can and making the best shots, making the best dioramas, making the best head sculpts, whatever it may be and giving back. And when you look at it from that perspective, like it, it's just, it's so much more enjoyable. I, I completely agree. And um, that's, I've had these ebbs and flows of, of the hobby for two years now. And, um, I've definitely found way more great things out of it than bad, for sure. I mean, there was some hard moments, but those were few in between. I mean, it's been a very positive experience for me. Definitely a goal of mine this year uh, and, and my way of giving is uh, BTSs. I'm behind the scenes. I don't, I've only done one behind the scenes uh, slide and I've done only one behind the scenes video in the two years I've been doing this. Yeah. And, I want to be able to do more for myself. Uh, the critique aspect and the feedback I can receive from others who already do behind the scenes, but also for all of those who ask me questions about, you know, the lighting or, or, or the, the scene setup. Um, I don't really do, I don't find that what I do is super complex and um, challenging, but I understand there's people that feel that way because it's the same I, way I may feel looking at a shot that Scott did, you know, but if it wasn't for his behind the scenes, I would have not known about the wire and using anything heavy to weight it down so you can keep the figure up, but also look like it's in a running pose, a jumping pose, midair battle scene. You know, it's, it's because of him going out of his way and giving all that. And Scott's definitely one of the people I hold in, in the highest regard in the community for the way he gives, not just physically, but in his work and, 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 his portfolio, the things he does in his gallery, like he goes out of his way to break things down, uh, and and both in the behind the scenes and and in his post, um, uh, it it takes a lot, a special individual to take time out of their schedule to do that. I feel like, you know, um, Steph mentioned this one time, and, and it was in her 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 interview with you, uh, to like to like my thriller, she had yeah. mentioned, you know it 
basically in so little words i'm not going to butcher what she said but this is how i, I interpreted it now i agree it doesn't take much time out of your day that if you're already scrolling just to drop a line and say that's a great shot or that looks awesome mm -hmm. someone took time out of their schedule to provide that to you especially with a behind the scenes it doesn't hurt to drop a line you know again it, it, we all have different hurts man we all struggle with different things some of us are extreme introverts some of us are are extroverts some of us just aren't big in communicating in digital platforms. I mean, it could be anything and it's no judgment at all. But I mean, you know, it's kind of a service. It's basically free advertising for one and two. It's like free instructions. You can either spend days on YouTube looking at tutorials. Or you could follow one guy's account and probably get the information you need. But the beauty is in our community, you could follow dozens of accounts and get different information from each one how to do something. There's guys now that started barely three to six months ago their accounts just have exploded and i know for a fact it's the inspiration of our community i know it is and it's because of all that stuff that we plug in and we fill into it so yeah it's my goal to contribute to that and uh, even for myself with growth because i've always wanted to really dedicate time for behind the scenes and it's something i, I i've been wanting to do for a while so it's it's something i'm challenging myself and Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, I can have a nice setup where I can actually get nice wide angle shots of stuff. What I do for my setup, otherwise, it's gonna, you know, be a janky, uh, <laughs> quick, quick uh, two three second vid of this is how I set it up. And I and I don't want to be sloppy or or lazy about it. I really want to put put my all into it, just like I do with my art. So that way, people can see that, you know, I care about my art, care about my craft, but also care about the community's growth, helping each other out. We should be uplifting each other, not putting each other down. That's amazing, man. I I couldn't have said it better. I think I want to end this thing with a little bit of a tip that I actually read um, online uh, from a from a lady who does. Uh, I want to say it's like an Instagram. I think she works in Instagram. So this is kind oh. of like a tip okay. for. Uh, helping the algorithm, uh, helping your work get seen, helping uh, your posts get more traction. And so hopefully this can kind of help people. And I'm starting to implement this in 2021. Um, probably people have started to notice, but if you start your week on Monday with a reel, do one reel and then post, you know, a couple stories the, the algorithm will automatically prefer your posts whenever you make an actual post throughout the week over other posts. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting. So whenever you start, start your week with a reel do, I mean, it could be anything. You could just be like taking a look at your new figure you got, you know, whatever it may be, or maybe showing a behind the scenes of your setup that you're going to post the next day. Oftentimes the reels that get posted afterwards don't track as well as the ones that get posted before the post. Wow. And you can actually hide your reels. So for people out there that are like, don't want your feed to get clogged up with the reels. Cause I, you know, I'm a real stickler about how my feed looks whenever I'm scrolling through looking at my portfolio of work. I don't want to see all these videos mixed in. So what you can do, right. you can hit the little three uh, button, three dot, uh, settings tab and you can put remove from feet or remove from the, the profile feed and it'll, it'll categorize it just in your reels tab. 
So what I would like to do is I'm starting to do the reels on Monday, post on Tuesday, then do another, either a reel or IGTV on Wednesday. Do it. I know it's a lot of content, but this is how Instagram is starting to prioritize accounts versus people that aren't getting seen. People are always worried about why isn't my post getting seen? Here's why it's that Instagram is prioritizing accounts that are using all of the features of Instagram. That makes sense. This comes directly from Instagram, people that work at Instagram. Wow. Yeah. So the people that are like, why are my posts only getting a hundred likes and it's amazing work. And yeah, you're right. It's amazing. And it has nothing to do with the quality of your work. It has everything to do with the way the algorithm prefers the content. So if you're using all of the features of Instagram, you're using the stories, using the reels, you're posting a reel, you're posting a you know, normal a feed post, and w- which actually I can give the numbers, which is they're saying four to five reels per week and then three to four normal posts per week and then one to two IGTV videos a week and then two to three story posts a week and your account will blow up. That's it. That's it. That's the magic number. So if anybody out there that's like, (laughs) what's going on here, here it is. Here is literally the 2021 success formula. Post a reel on Monday, make your toy photography post on Tuesday. Does And also another thing, post at the same time. So Instagram actually prioritizes accounts that post on a schedule. So if you post at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, next Tuesday, post at 10 o'clock. And it doesn't matter what time it is. It just matters when you post, make that that time you post. And so that's how it works. So same same time of day, reel on Monday, post on Tuesday. So either IGTV, which only has to be to be an IGTV, it only has to be a minute long or more. So if you want to do like a behind a real behind the scenes, like this is my setup, guys, check it out. Whatever you want to do, or if you want to make like a hey, this is how my week's going, whatever it may be, post an IGTV on Wednesday, and every day do one to two story posts. So you can share somebody else's work, go on there, find somebody else's work you like. And that counts as a story post. So you can just share it, say, look at this guy's work, love it, check it out. That's, that's fast. That's the success formula of 2021 guys. And that could change. That could change because it was different last year. And it was, then- it was definitely, it was definitely different last year because that was before TikTok really blew up over COVID. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's one of those things too, where like, I'm noticing almost hash the amount of hashtags it, there's no rhyme or reason to it anymore. I've, I've no. seen, I've seen photos with just maybe one or two hashtags reach over a thousand likes. It's nothing to do with hashtags, nothing to do with hashtags, nothing to do with hashtags. Wow. You, I literally posted a photo just to try this on my Dagobah customs. Okay. Of- the razor crest, which Jeff Lou made a miniature model and painted. And it got 7,000 likes. It got, it reached over a quarter of a million people. Zero hashtags. (laughs) I hope everybody in this episode is is listening to this um, because it's, it's definitely eye open for me. I tend to use the, the 30 hashtag because 
It doesn't I matter. don't know the rhyme or reason to it. I'm over here looking at reach because that's how I discover new accounts and they discover me and boom, we become friends. And I, I know a lot of people are, are, are looking at a lot of stuff for popularity or to get their likes up and that's fine to each his own. You know, um, obviously the likes count. That's how your reach gets out there and you meet people. But I'm at a point where I'm just thoroughly enjoying the art on IG. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've been kind of MIA. I've been busy doing all kinds of things and I don't even post as much as I used to. But it's one of those things where, you know, I think we all do ask ourselves, how do we challenge ourselves to make our account grow? Because at the end of it all, we are, are looking for some success factor, whatever that may be, a feature, um, uh, 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 if it's for product or uh, a podcast or, or getting a chance to to actually get um, picked by a toy manufacturer. I mean, there's so many reasons why we're doing this, but it's information like this. I believe that helps all of us because it's something that we're always thinking about, right? It's like, man, uh, like, so for me personally, I may spend anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes in a shot or I'll get a rare occasion where I could spend an hour on one setting up a scene and playing around with wires and articulation but, you know, for anyone that's spending, you know, that much time, you know, 30 minutes to an hour in a shot and they post it and, you know, they're just like, okay, let's see how well it does. Do people like my photo? Was it well received? And they're looking at like under 200 likes or even under or just 100 likes. They're going to, you know, beg to, to wonder, what did I do? Was it the time that I posted? Was it the content material? Was it a hashtag? Was it people that I that I tagged, other accounts, stories? So it's information like this. I think it's helpful because it is always evolving and changing, but any little bit helps. And this is just some nice information. So thanks, Dakota, for sharing that. I'm, I'm sure we all would appreciate that. Another super tip. Here you go. You ready for it? Yes, sir. Uh, geotagging. So if you want to get your photos noticed in a certain location, if you geotag it in a city, it doesn't matter if you say, for instance, most of my followers on 112 community live in New York area. The reason yeah. why is because I pick oftentimes for my Batman post, I will put Gotham City sure, and, and the geotag. And that is actually located. I don't know if it's like a just a generalized area in New York, but it picks that area. And that's where most of my followers are from, <laughs> is the New York area. So if you wow. geotag your photos, you will get more traction. So using all of the features of Instagram helps your traction immensely. Um, now picking random tags like a galaxy far, far away, it's fun, I like doing it, but you're not gonna get traction. But if you if you pick a city, um, even if it's like, doesn't make sense to the content, it's gonna help your traction to get your photos, be able to get seen. Cause all of us wanna share our work with people. All of us want, you know, the algorithm is, it's frustrating, but if you learn to just work with it and you learn to uh, play by its rules, it'll reward you immensely. Um, yeah. And all of us are are wanting to share our work with everybody. And it, and when, when people can't see it and like, hey, I haven't seen your work in forever. It's like, well, I'm still posting and no <laughs> one's seeing it. But um, and here's why. No, that, that makes you have to sense. prioritize video. I you used to I, so I never tried the IGT video, not even once. Um, that's something that's I'm totally new at. Uh, same with the reels. I've obviously seen everyone else's. I just have not attempted using those features. So this definitely kind of gives me some food for thought to try them out. Do it. 
just just rethink like you have to rethink the way Instagram is looking at this whole thing because if you look at like oftentimes I I have five different accounts and each one I don't know why is like laid out differently I don't know if it's because one of them's a business account one of them's a artist account one of them's a community page I don't know why that is but if like some of them have like the reels feature where the post feature used to be. So most people are just clicking that middle button and they're just going to reels and they're just scrolling through reels. Uh, so oftentimes people are going to the reels and they're just watching videos and they're just scrolling. And that's, that's where you're going to get your, uh, your new viewers is when your people are scrolling through Instagram and they're saying, Hey, check out this awesome guy taking you know, pictures of toys. Look at this. And then all of a sudden they go to your page and they see your portfolio. That's how you're going to get more traction on your, on your accounts. That's it. That makes a lot of sense because sometimes on the explore page, like if you click on a funny video or, or a video of something and of interest, um, you go to that account, it's like automatically populating on the reels. It's not on their actual posts. You have to go to the other tab. So it's kind of smart. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's not like it used to be, um, you know, Instagram, when it first started out, it was all chronological order. So when everybody posted, you could yeah. scroll every single person you followed, you could scroll on your homepage and see yep. everybody's post in chronological order. That was, oh, yeah. the golden, that was the golden age. I kind of miss it. To be honest, it was great. <laughs> I miss it too, man. I miss it so bad, but it's not like that anymore. So now for people to see your post, they get traction the algorithm has to prioritize your content and the way it does that is not by the best high quality image it has nothing to do with the quality of your image it has everything to do with you playing by the guidebook of Instagram's rules. That's it. So what's interesting that you brought that up. Cause I remember congratulating Jason B. Michael recently. I was like, man, you soared past 10,000 followers. Congrats, man. You know why? And he was like, dude, it's funny, just one of my TikToks exploded. You know I'll, why? It's not just because of the TikTok, it's because the, he's been posting his reels. Yes. He's been doing a behind the scene reels on almost all of his new shots. And the reels, he's posting the reels. He's also doing Instagram lives. So he's doing Instagram lives with other big con uh, content creators. And that's getting traction. Um, he's really smart. He's, he's knowing how to use the, the, the platform and people that know how to use the platform. The best way to get your work seen is to cross promote using other people, you know, doing, doing uh, collaborative photos, doing right. um, check out this other artist. We're doing a, we're doing collab. Those kind of things help. Um, but it's the video content. That's what I Instagram prioritizes right now in 2021. So video is where it's at. That's where it's at. If you want your if you want your toy photography, which is a, a still to be seen, show the behind the scenes, or even just show a slideshow. You can uh, you can create slideshows of your toy photography in a oh, video no. format, yeah, and correct. it'll it, it'll be a it's content. So um, I don't know if you watch Gary V. That's uh, what uh, uh, Toy Geek eighty eight doesn't he do that? I think so. He does that too. It's a slideshow in video format. Yeah, just just slideshow of your work. I'm like, hey, check out my toy photography. This is what I do. Oh heck yeah! Look yeah. at Sir Dork. Look, look at him blowing up. Like he oh, he goodness. does. 
YouTube, TikTok. He does uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. He's he's using a lot of video content. Um, all the guys that are like the bigger accounts, all of them incorporate all the features of Instagram. And the people that aren't doing that are the ones that are going to suffer in the long run. Wow. Yeah, man, you just opened my eyes to a whole lot because I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to Instagram. I just mainly use it to post photos. I, I barely learned stories like last year yeah. sometime, um, sharing stories, um, tags, you know, understanding tags. Um, I've always known about the geo lo locations, just never really saw the interest. But now that's under that makes a lot of sense. And I've been seeing a lot more geolocations being used. So that's another good thing to know. Um, I tell you what, one things I've been one of the things I've been really wanting to clean up on my posts, and this is kind of me personally, I don't know if a lot of people share this, but you know, I don't like having to use 30 hashtags. I don't like having to use more than 10 if I have to. Unfortunately, I was on the old format way of thinking the hashtags were used to get you noticed or get that reach. But uh, I'll to be honest, for me personally, I I don't take a lot of joy in having to load up 30 hashtags for each post. But no, it was always three to, three to five hashtags max. Yeah, three to five hashtags max. You know, that's something I, I didn't know till you breaking this all down. So. I guess everyone's gonna start expecting to see a lot more cleaned up posts from me. <laughs> like if you, okay, so if you're wanting to get featured by uh, feature pages, post a feature page like of the specific toy shot that you want to get, post a, the hashtag for that, post the company that you're posting. So like mm -hmm. if you're doing a Hasbro shot, Hasbro right. toy pick hashtag, yep. 112 features, uh, TBSFF or Epic Toy Art, whoever you want to get featured by, Sure. Um, tag them in that photo so they see it. Oftentimes the hashtags because there's so many people posting um oftentimes that gets lost in the mix especially a lot of these feature pages aren't checking every day and they're not scrolling all the way down to see every single post i know matt right. at star wars black series does that he's really good about that um he will scroll and see every single post on that hashtag but people like me um i don't have time to do that same but tag the feature page that you want to get featured by and then also tag the company that you're posting and then tag right. the products you're using. If you're using LoomCube, tag LoomCube. Yeah. If you're tagging, uh, if you're doing atmosphere aerosol, they're really great about sharing your stories, tag them in your story. They will reshare your story. Um, oftentimes almost immediately. Um, oh, I've, been, I've been blessed enough by extreme sets. They've been, they've yeah, featured the work. Does a great job. Super, super grateful for that. It's really nice because, I mean, they featured a lot of my stuff and it's it's kind of humbling that they're so nice that they take that time out of their day and you know that they're paying attention to the tags and the, and, and the hashtags. So that's kind of really cool. He's a great guy. Um, he He's definitely doing some great stuff. I can't wait to see what he's doing next. Um, extreme sets. And you also got, um, like, if you're wanting to potentially collaborate with other brands and stuff, reach out to them. Like, send them a DM. Be like, hey, um, I love your products. I would love to shoot them. Um, you know, you don't have to worry. Like, even if you're trying to get free product, just be like, hey, I would like to you know, buy your product and do a, a photo for you guys. And would you like to feature it? You know, That's you got to think outside the box as far as like, instead of trying to get like, like I said before, like trying to give back to these. If you're wanting to work with companies, you want to try to give back to them. Cause they're not like, they, they hear this stuff all the time. They get tons of DMS. Hey, can I get a free, 
feature right. can i get a free whatever like they get this all day long so you have to set yourself apart and be like hey i would love to do this for you guys this is what i'd like to do for you and that's that a, that yeah, yeah. language there is very enticing no that's that's really good i kind of uh took a shot in the dark with uh through hasbro uh pulse and uh I basically the uh, correspondence was treated like a normal service request. I never got any response. And like three months later, they closed out my, my, my inquiry versus actually responding. So it was probably just a big dump file. They're like, well, it's the same old emails and notifications that we get. What's the point? Cause I was kind of like, I really went on a limb. I even told Scott to say, you know, I'm taking a shot. I'm going to go to hazard pulse, you know, and, and see what happens. And uh, it looked promising because I had got a receipt confirmation. Then I got an email that they would have followed with me, a second email they'd follow up. And then I didn't hear nothing for about three months. And then I just got a notification that they closed out the inquiry without any follow-up. So I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I'm not the only one in the planet trying to reach out to them. So Hasbro well, does a really great job. With, they have a specific PR company that actually does their, um, does their stuff for them. So they have a, another company that actually does all of that that pr it's not hasbro um it's another company that i can't remember the name of that will actually go and reach out to everybody for them and then they will send them the products and then they will be able to get correspondence through hasbro and they'll be able to that that's my understanding i could be i i've never worked with hasbro um but that is from my understanding how you get to work with them so if you want to work with them they have a specific pr company that you have to go through that uh, okay okay yeah well i mean you're you're schooling me right now man like i said i'm i'm so green to this still i mean i learned so much just off this podcast listening to all the artists and everyone share their information so uh, just as much me being a part of it now but i'm also gaining from it too so i'm i'm always open to any and all information so thank you for breaking that all down and especially that stuff about the the reels, IGT live and uh, posting, you know, a certain timeframes. I never really looked at it as a science like that or formula, but it makes sense. This it's algorithm. Science, dude. It, it's yeah. an actually, it's actually an, a, an artificial intelligence <laughs> that's doing it. It's crazy. It's, so, they have, they have, the algorithm is part of, they have an AI set up to, um, which all social medias do to, to yeah. prioritize content. And that's how it does it. Like there is a team that works on it. Um, but with the billions of photos and videos that get released every day, I mean, I'm sure it's not that high, but I mean, there's so much content that's out there. Like they have to have some sort of service that's, uh, that's choosing what's going to be seen. And, um, also another thing, another thing, this is, I know I got, I, there's so much in that article and I can, I can probably, I should probably link it Let's in the, check it out. but, um, if you use Instagram's in app camera, they prioritize that. So say, for instance, if you're wanting to do a reel and you reuse your TikTok, uh, previously recorded footage from TikTok that you edited on TikTok and you re-upload that to Instagram, they will not prioritize that as high. Now it still can blow up, but if you use their in-app editing features and software, that gets prioritized in the algorithm higher than a TikTok video does. Interesting. Okay. Yep. yep. 
I guess that does make sense. And that's just the way that the, their AI is running that information. So, yep. Gotta, gotta look into those things. But we all do, right? I mean, if we're, if we're trying to grow our accounts, I mean, this is stuff what we gotta accept. If we're using IG as our platform, then we kind of have to adhere to uh, what's going on in, 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 in Instagram. So, I, I totally understand. One last thing. This is just for people that are really weird about privacy, like me. So there is a new update, a new policy update for Instagram. If you uh, go, if you're using iPhone, if you go under the settings tab in your privacy features, um, under photos, select, um, don't select all photos Instagram can use, select only selected photos. So that way Instagram does not have access to all of your photos. So what I learned this is that now that Instagram if you allow them to, they can have the complete library of everything on your phone. So what you do is now, whenever I want to make a post, I go into my, whenever I'm, it's in the app, you go to select a photo Mm -hmm. and then you say manage, and then you can select the photos that you want to add that Instagram can see from your library. So that way Instagram, say you have private information or whatever it may be that you don't want Instagram having access to, you just select the photos you want that you're going to post or the videos, and then you upload that, and then you can deselect them once you've posted them, so that way they don't have access to them to the more anymore. Even though you've already posted it, it's still a nice little privacy thing, um, and you can do that with pretty much any app. So, Apple's really great about privacy, um, and that's something that really matters to me. But that's another. Well, that, little tip. That's really nice, and this is basically you would go into the Instagram account into the privacy settings, correct? No, it's on it's on the Apple settings. So you go oh, on your you go on your settings tab, um, and you go into privacy, and you tap on photos, and then you tap on Instagram, um, and then you select which which uh, how do you want to upload. So it'll say it'll say none, or it'll say uh, select. Uh, it'll say like you know what you want to choose. Like I, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it says like choose choose which photos you want to be up um, selected and then it says all photos if you don't want instagram having access to all of your photos select the other versions that way you can choose what they want you can choose what they can see well that's really good information i don't own uh an app an apple iphone but that's um that's really great for anyone who does which is like the whole planet <laughs> yeah. yeah i noticed that man when i was texting you i was like oh wait he doesn't have iphone he's not have iMessage. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Android, man. I'm I'm the dark side of the force, so to speak. I've been <laughs> on it for a while. You know, in, in my defense, I wanted an iPhone when I was a big uh, Apple product guy years ago. Yeah. But um, I got into Samsung Galaxy early on when I when uh, there was uh, I wasn't really big on the Apple iPhone at the time, and uh, it was just one of those things I couldn't walk away from. It's just the user interface was just so nice, you know, and I just got hooked with it. Well, then, the, new, the new iOS now has pretty much everything that Samsung Galaxy has. Like they have, they everything is is. I mean, it's not everything. I don't. I don't. I've never owned a Galaxy, but they've really done a great job of of uh, customization and being able to add all like the different widgets and tabs and yeah. editing, editing features that you want to use. And um, so I play with one at work. Our delivery driver um, has an iPhone for through work through our job that i can access for customer contact information when i have to back on the fill in for the days he's out 
And uh, that's the most I ever get playing around with an iPhone. It's always interesting because it's a bit of a learning curve, you know, uh, some of the layouts and stuff compared to uh, the um, Android uh, OS that, that's in my phone. And there'll be times where I'm scrolling or trying to find a setting button or feature. It's not the same as mine that it throws me off a bit, but it takes some getting used to, which I'm sure if I had completely unplugged from Samsung, Galaxy and jumped into an iPhone, I'd probably learn it in a couple of weeks, especially posting on Instagram all the time. I'm going to definitely figure out the features right away, but it's nice. I mean, new iPhones are, are gorgeous and so is their, uh, their operating system and, and accessibility. So, I mean, that's cool that they take care of their users like that and knowing about that Instagram privacy yeah. set is extremely helpful. That That's one of my favorite things about Apple is how like, how incredibly private they are about your content and your data and like you know they, they just don't give it out like you, you have to have like high level government access like if, if they're going to get access to your phone records or anything like that like apple has to approve it um which uh another thing is kind of uh off topic it's similar but like i don't use any of the new iphones like i've been using an iphone 6 for like two years three years like i see like i'm a cheapo when it comes to phones dude like i oh, I, I get the most the like the oldest phone that's like possibly running that works good and like i just keep it forever because I, I don't care about updating my phone until it's absolutely necessary because i just don't oh. i don't want to spend two thousand dollars on a phone like the phone oh. i got uh <laughs> the iphone 6s is i think it was a hundred bucks at walmart it was like a good deal and originally it probably was like a thousand dollars when it was brand new yeah. and then i i used that thing till it was absolutely dead i had the warrant because apple has the one-year warranty and then i got it, it started malfunctioning within like the last month of its uh its warranty and then i went and got a brand new uh iphone because the warranty covered it and right. that way now i'm going to use this iphone success for probably another year and then i'll i'll once i'm that's i'll probably upgrade to the seven like that and i'll probably pay 100 bucks for it so i just <laughs> i just don't care to and it was great about the software on, on iphone is that like if you buy like a six or higher like all of that software still runs perfectly and beautifully on the six that's like, great yeah i mean it, it there's nothing really that i can't do i mean besides all of the incredible new camera features and and uh other other features that are on the new newer iPhones, but it's the same thing, man. Like it's, it's the same thing. It's just re repackaged and yeah, nice, nicer visual representation, but yeah, the old, the, the model you have was probably the one I liked last. All the newer ones look so delicate and expensive. I'm just kind of like, I'm good. I have a four year old galaxy S seven edge that I finally cracked the screen on about a month and a half ago almost um sucked but it happened it is what it is i'm still i'm still using it it's it's in place yeah. just because the cost of a new battery new screen and plus labor i'm looking at the price of a new phone yeah yeah so exactly i've held on to this phone for four years and never had issues with it except like this random pink line that would intermittently show up on the screen but that was it that was the only issue i had with this phone it's been great then i cracked it and it still works but you know there's some quirkiness going on because it's a cracked screen 
not to the point where I'm cutting myself or anything, but it's uh, it still works, you know. And I'm probably gonna hold on to this till some deal pops up. Like I love the uh, the Note. That's uh, that was my introduction to Samsung. I had a a Samsung Note. Uh, I forgot which model it was. A Note Two, I think, or the first right. Note came out. Maybe it was the first Note. Anyway, I got it. I bought it off someone off Craigslist, and she had basically had it repaired. And so um, that was my introduction to digital painting and drawing was using that phone. And I was using my art foundation from my youth and reliving it on a phone. And that got me into, uh, for a time, digital painting. And uh, I was going to get deep into that and kind of took a hiatus and never really went back to revisit it. But I applied what I learned from playing on that phone to now what I do on my photos. And uh, it's, it's what kind of like, you know, uh, hooked me into Samsung because I just love how smooth and fluid the touchscreen has always been on their phone. So, and I know it's Apple's orange in certain situations, but I mean, for what it's worth, I've, I've been wanting a uh, an iPad Pro <laughs> for uh, a lot of the digital art stuff I'd love to do with it. But yeah, uh, that's that's cool, man. I mean, you uh, you have that phone. And if it still works, hold on to it. No point in dropping a thousand to two thousand dollars on one. Oh heck no, I. Even even when I um, even when I have the the means to be able to get the newest and latest and greatest, I will not do it. Like I'm just cheapo when it comes to stuff. Like like I've got a 2013 uh, Mazda that I will probably drive till the wheels fall off on it, just because I just don't have to, I don't have to have the latest and greatest thing. Like I I'd, I'd much rather spend money on creative endeavors rather than the latest and greatest gadget. Like brother i got a 12 year old mazda speed 3 i ain't getting rid of that thing it's gonna be my son's car <laughs> there you go there you I go i totally mean, share that with you man like the only thing i'm willing to spend money on um is probably like a new camera and i'll probably use that thing for probably 10 15 years like but um but yeah i guess we're kind of kind of going off on rambling tangents but if there's any any, um closing thoughts that you want to share um let's wrap this thing up uh just that you know happy new year to everybody man and um uh uh, prayers love and blessings to every family every person out there that for this year just for great things man and um that i appreciate this community for for what it is and what it does I appreciate you, Dakota, for going out of your way, for being the great person you are and having uh, this podcast, but your accounts and your pages and and, and your your features and the things that you do. Um, I just uh, also uh, look forward to uh, new relationships and new opportunities to, uh, in, 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 to grow in the hobby, but also for the podcast itself and me having the opportunity to also get that chance to uh, interview and talk to the other artists out there because we all have something to contribute we all have a story to tell i can't wait man i'm so excited for you i i I know that you're going to really get a kick out of uh doing these interviews and can't wait to hear them man i can't wait to listen to them and uh, i'm excited it's gonna be fun i appreciate everybody listening and uh, if you're still with us have a great rest of your day And remember, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, have some fun, shoot some toys, and uh, stay positive. 2021 is the new year. So 
get your head on straight and attack this thing. Let's have some fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at the next episode, guys. Peace. Peace.